every time I come in the kitchen, you in the kitchen, in the goddamn refrigerator. I sure am hungry. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back, everybody, to the Morning Dinner Podcast. It's your boy, Keem and Chuck. What up? I'm Chuck. There you go. That's, that's his intro. We are two Las Vegas-based creatives, entrepreneurs, and hustlers, and we have a podcast out here where we interview and talk to and have conversations with other entrepreneurs, creatives, and hustlers, and today we have DJ Cricket in the house. Yay. Now, Cricket, I'm actually really excited to talk to you okay. on the podcast because yes. I think we, we, we had just met at your event, right? We did, yeah. That was the first time I had ever met you. I, I want to know a lot more about you because you are not, you, you have it right here. You have, you are a, you're a DJ, you do dance, um, you're an overall artist, you're involved in culture and you do a lot of fashion with Cricket's Playhouse. How yes. did, how did all, well, first of all, let me just tell you, tell tell the people who, out there who are listening what you do and who you are. All right. Hey, listeners out there. Um, my name is Cricket and I mainly DJ, but I also go thrifting and digging and resell vintage clothing. I throw a monthly party here in Vegas called Cricket's Playhouse. And um, yeah, I used to break a lot. I don't really break anymore, but I still love to dance, so. When you say I, break, you mean like break dance? Break dance. Yeah. How long you break Beat dance? Beat boy. Beat girl. Um, I started breaking in 2000 and kind of stopped when I moved out here uh, 2011. Okay. Yeah. Wait, so wait, 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 when, when did you move out to Vegas? 2011. Okay, that's when you moved out to Vegas. That's when I moved out okay. to Vegas. Wow, um, so a whole seven years now. Or... I know. It flew by. Yeah. I feel a part of the city now. Wait, so so what got you involved into the arts period? Um, I feel like it's, I'm just, I'm so grateful. I do everything I love doing as a kid. As yeah. a kid, I was obsessed with um, my boombox, like staying up on the radio and pressing record and on any song I liked and making my own mixtapes. Um, I love dancing. I used to dance in my room. I made up dances for school. Like if there's some kind of performance, I wanted to do the dance choreo. Yeah. Um, and, uh, uh, what else? Oh, I've always loved clothes. You mm. know, I just think it's such a fun way for self-expression mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, I love materials. Like it's funny. I'll 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 come into your house and I want to see. I didn't get to see you guys' closet actually. Oh, but. you don't want to see my closet. It's just <laughs> plain t-shirts and basketball yeah, shorts. Mine's just Hawaiian shirts and patterns. Oh, you do have the fun yeah. shirts though. Yeah. Chuck's got fun shirts. Uh, you know what? I actually got a, a a button up with pineapples on it because of Chuck. Oh, he's fun. kind of influenced my style <laughs> that way. Yeah, it's fun. So 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 I have a job where I actually have to wear like a button up shirt and everything, but it's got pineapples on it. Yes. Nobody says I anything. do like that shirt. Yeah. I'm like ooh, it's that's tight. A nice shirt. I want to get more like it man but they're hard to come by they are especially in triple x yeah okay so you, you had sent me your uh you sent me your bio and you i i was kind of like blown away when i first read it because i had no idea so you have worked with you have worked opened up and performed with so many big artists out there i have yeah how um, how, how did that like how, how does that feel it feels amazing it does um it just goes by so fast. And mm. then I, um, yeah, crazy looking back, it's been artists that I I love so much. Um, Disclosure is one of them that I hadn't been listening to albums for a really long time because music comes out so fast. And for DJing as a full-time gig, I'm constantly looking and listening for, I'm just flipping through music for all these different gigs mm-hmm. because I play so many different kinds of gigs. So I need right. loungy stuff. I need club stuff. I need... Um, underground things i need pop music and um disclosure was just a, an amazing like they're um i just love their house music yeah. and 
was one of the albums I had I hadn't been listening to them in a while and was bumping them and uh, the next day got a call for a corporate gig I'm like well you're opening up for an act named Disclosure and I was like whoa <laughs> damn so was tight. that the link yeah that was oh, okay. yeah and that weird like they have like a yeah. what is a little, that? Events a little events area yeah or something like random that? ass yeah. events the area link? at the link yeah I didn't even know I that. Did, yeah, yeah I've I had no idea that was there. Yeah. It was really nice. I think that was an HP um, party. Okay. Um, so they had really cool lighting. Hewlett Packard. Hewlett Packard. There you go. Big, big names, big things. How, what, what, what was your, uh, what were some of your best experiences in performing? Like who, who were your favorite like acts to perform with or like to um, DJ with? Well, opening up for Bruno Mars was the most epic. Yeah. I love him. I love his band. They're yeah. so fun and funky and feel good. I, I love music that makes you feel good. His last album was crazy. Yeah, he did a great job. Oh, man. I yeah. can listen to that album back to back. Especially for being mainstream. I love that. I respect totally. that when you're actually bringing that type of funk and whatnot to the mainstream again. And yeah. he killed it. Like, he's, I hear him on the radio too much. Yeah. But I mean, overall, you, you like, could definitely hear his influences, but I feel like, man, he, oh, for he, sure. just, he just does them so well. That when I listen to it, I can tell, oh, that's a very, like, James Brownsy song. Right. But it's also, I can tell that's his song. You know what I mean? Like, right. it doesn't sound completely like him. I just think so. the newer generation needs that type of music. You know, we need to make sure we keep that type of music. Yeah. In, in like, what is it? In the same line as all this other poppy music. Yeah. Or you're, you're kind of saying, like, introducing the new generation to, like, a little bit of old school yeah, music. Exactly. Right. That way when they hear, like, oh, that's a that's a cool song. And then somebody says, oh, yeah, that sounds just like a, a, a what's his name? You're going to say James Brown James again? Brown, there you go. Yeah, yeah, well, I'm just saying using that yeah, song as reference. Like, but like, and then somebody goes back, like somebody who's 15 or... years old goes, oh, who's James Brown? And then they start looking at the past. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, and Bruno's one of those artists that I do a lot of corporate parties, and you're playing for 20-something-year-olds up to like 60-year-olds. So yeah. um, I, he's just one of those crossover artists that can reach a broad age uh, range. And... Um, yeah, you can mix it in like classics. You get Earth, Wind, and Fire in there, Marvin Gaye, um, and Bruno just fits right on in. Yeah, yeah, he's got a very universal sound. That's one of the things yeah. I like about him too. But uh, let's let's go talk about you a little bit real quick. All right. What? So you do dance, you do fashion, um, uh, DJ, dance, DJ. What was one of the What was the first thing that you started doing? Um, that's rough to say. I guess. DJing, mm -hmm. I would say. Yeah. Um, I didn't really take dance classes as a kid. I had an art program at school, general art. We didn't have the extras like um, until I moved to California my senior year of high school. We had a sewing class. We had a ceramics class, a photography class. So I really got into deeper into the arts. But um, yeah, dancing was just kind of something I it mimicked from TV. I used to watch the Fly Girls on In Living Color and Janet, Janet Jackson was killing it then of, um, you know, like Rhythm Nation and those videos mm -hmm. would come on and just, I would just try and, 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 and MC Hammer, oh my God, I had Hammer Pants as a little kid. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like, I just watched the TV and I had minimal channels. I grew up on a farm. Yeah. So, um, you grew yeah, up on a farm? I did. Whoa. Wait, where I at? On a farm in, in Wisconsin. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm originally from Wisconsin. Damn. What? Yeah, third generation farmers. My what dad's a, still there. Whoa. What a contrast from wisconsin to las vegas i know it's crazy yeah. i i can't believe i'm here you, i never thought i would be here in vegas do you prefer the uh the vegas scene versus the farming scene 
it's got its pros and cons. You yeah. know, now I really appreciate now that I'm older and I'm all around these people and energies. I love the downtime there. Mm-hmm. Like we have 300 acres of Jesus um, farmland crops um, and then pastures. Acres? Yeah, the close. No. I think it's like. That's bigger than Disneyland. That's, that's bigger than Vegas. <laughs> Three hundred eight, bro. Let yeah. me just say this: I had no idea how big an acre was. Like you know, like how yeah. much land one acre was. It's huge. It's you a know? lot. You talk about three hundred acres. You're talking about a couple like miles. That's like, why I want to still buy that that land in uh, Ely, Nevada. It's like oh. it's like three hundred thousand for five hundred twenty acres. I was <gasps> like, dog, that's like yeah, it's like five Disneyland. I mean, you're just yeah. buying, you're just buying the land though. There's nothing on yeah. it. So. Well. All it takes is one government to be like, hey, I'm going to build my highway through here. And then be like, oh, that's my land. That's true. <laughs> yeah. That's true. You know? do, do you ever but, see yourself going back to the uh, farm life? Mm, I don't think so. Um, I would like to be closer to my family. I've been gone for so long from everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I moved away in the year 2000. So, mm-hmm. you know, my older sister has a, a two-year-old now. Oh. And, you know, it's like those kinds of things that yeah. you start to really miss. But, um no, I need people. I need nightlife. That yeah. really drives me. And um, yeah, it's not really there. Is there a scene in Wisconsin like that? I mean, Milwaukee. Yeah, we're like 35 minutes from Milwaukee, oh, okay. an hour from Chicago. And okay. so I started going to raves when I was 16. Um, out there? Like out there. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I, I've been to a few barn raves, which is hilarious. There's, said- oh, there's barn raves. Yeah. You <laughs> well, just had to throw was- a party hold wherever on, you could. Hold on, really. What was that experience like? Um, not many people. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of animals <laughs> she's, like, she's like not a lot of people you kind of knew everybody there. i knew everybody it was a little awkward um but it was something it was something for us to do yeah there really is nothing to do and now i appreciate as i'm older doing nothing like okay yeah i'll definitely love to do some nothing right now yeah um and just be out in nature but mm. um yeah, as a 16-year-old, they are like, get me out of here. Once I had a license, it was out to Milwaukee and Chicago. And um, yeah, I guess that's kind of how, like, the rave scene is how I got into DJing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daft Punk had come out with their album Homework. Uh, Chemical Brothers, like, I think the album was Exit Planet Dust. And it was, like, this new electronic music sound. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went to see their show in Chicago. And then you know, I just got bombarded with flyers after you know when you're leaving and I'm yeah. like, Ooh, what is this cool flyers the artwork was really cool then um so i just started going and that's when you had the party hotline you had to call a number to go meet up with somebody that would have the map then to get you you know and get your ticket there and there was like three checkpoints like there was and it's all from one party number you call the hotline wow so you ran on a treasure those. hunt to to find the venue and you didn't know it could get shut down yeah because um, they didn't have permits for that and but you knew uh, it would happen that day like they would the event was that day you knew it was happening that day <laughs> yeah. yeah and you would have a flyer that had the djs on it and a lot of times if they could they'd have at least two rooms so you'd have like drum and bass i love jungle drum and jungle. bass that was my room yeah and then you'd have um like house and um like happy hardcore breaks things like that um, shout out to happy hardcore though <laughs> I, that music. was the room i was like yeah get, get me out of here i can't i cannot <laughs> you guys are gonna have to explain that one to me boing, 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 have you ever, so have you ever played ddr dance dance revolution no i've watched people play it do you remember that music on, on do you YouTube. remember the music like hearing yeah, the music? yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of that music is like 
Happy Hardcore is actually really fast. It's though. really fast. It's like, and you, the, you really hear just this, this constant like dun, 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 and high pitched vocals. Yeah. Like literally that BPM she just did is exactly how fast it's going. Oh, damn. It's pretty fast. Yeah. It's like yeah. 10 Red Bulls fast. Uh. Yeah. I feel like the, some of the people, you can't, I can't say everyone's on drugs. I used to go every weekend and not do drugs, you yeah. know? Um, yeah. But, but a good amount. <laughs> but I've done it before, but I just would go out all the time without. But in the happy hardcore room, you would see people looking like they're chewing their face off, like <laughs> eyes like ready to pop out of their Wait, face. It's called like, happy hardcore? Happy yeah. hardcore. Okay, they say happy parkour. Oh, oh that's <laughs> awesome. Like people jumping all over. <laughs> yeah, that's hey, what I envision in my head. I've seen those videos That's on fun. YouTube, man, where these these guys, these like these white kids, man, they're like in a, like in a, under a bridge or something, and they have the, the like the hardcore music, and they're like doom 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 doom, you know, like doing yeah. all those crazy dance moves. What's that called? Industrial? I have no something? idea. Bro. They call it something. Now, um, it funny. cracks me up every time when they switch the music and they put like Mexican music, bro, <laughs> or they put like you know like some kids' television TV show theme song or something. It's hilarious. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Wait, so it's 2011. You moved to Las Vegas. What, what was your ultimate goal with moving to Las Vegas? Like, what, what drove you to move out here in the first place? My friend Tracy P. was working for a boutique management mm-hmm. um, group called um, DMI, and they needed female DJs. Their main account was Tao and Lava Group. So Tao Lounge, Lava Lounge, they have lounges, they have their, their clubs. Um, so, yeah, I before that... You know, like my timeline is kind of all over the place because I started getting records in 2000, um, which was jungle and drum and bass. That's what I started as as mm-hmm. a DJ. Um, and then once the- I started breaking, I well, I found breaking through um, the rave scene. Like in California, I was weird. Chicago and Milwaukee, I don't remember b-boys i never saw b-boys i didn't yeah. really know it was besides the movie um like breaking and breaking to electric boogaloo yeah type things mm. um was that more of like maybe a new york thing then because the hip-hop could have been that's, that's where i heard it came from day, like it was just more east east yeah west west yeah like i think there was a lot more breaking on the east coast or west yeah. coast was more popping and locking the funk styles i'm sorry just wondering when where did break dancing come from where it came from new york, new york yeah right? yeah damn that's crazy that yeah i don't want i don't want to lie on the podcast but yeah. i think i think it's brooklyn right brooklyn no bronx, bronx. bronx. there yeah. you go that's what i meant yeah i knew it was a b yeah they're Sorry all they're b. all b's yeah b's yeah. but don't yeah don't let a new york person know that they'll get super salty i don't know what the beef is mm. territorial bro oh is it no i'm just kidding I'm sorry <laughs> all right go on cricket um yeah, I don't know. So I, I kind of like when once you start breaking, you can't just practice once a week. You have to practice a lot because those moves are hard and it's just repetitive. Like, you know, learning how to hold your body up and um, building the strength and ha- learning the vocabulary. Um, I spent a lot of time, like five days a week, training that and kind of put DJing on the back burner. Mm-hmm. I had a steady weekly, drum and bass weekly I would do um, as far as DJing, but... Other than that, then the sound, after a couple of years, the sound kind of started changing within jungle and drum and bass. And I felt it was kind of moving in a harder direction. And I didn't love it as much as I had the last, you know, what, four years. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I just kind of, I met a group of girls. We called ourselves Sisters of the Underground. It was an all-female hip-hop collective out of the Bay. Um, so we had all-female breakers. Uh, there was, uh, you know, funk styles, lockers, poppers, DJs, MCs, graph artists. Damn, that's so tight. Uh, yeah, and there were so many. There were so many girls. Like the hip-hop culture there when I moved to the Bay in like 2000 was so fun. It was definitely a melting pot and um, a lot of really talented um people like uh we would go i would go session over at cubert's house like i randomly met oh, him wow. and that's crazy it'd be cool because he'd have like we'd be having a cypher off on the side and he had all the can you just pickles, explain like, who cubert is real quick for he's people a know. turntablist like one of the most well-known yeah. scratch djs yeah i'll be honest like I, i'm not big into the whole scratch like dj thing i don't know about the culture but the history but i think i've heard of cubert before yeah, so that's, yeah. that's gotta tell you he's something there for sure <laughs> that's gotta tell you something yeah yeah, he's one of the most well-known ones. So mm -hmm. um, everybody was just so cool there. Like, I, I, I loved the vibe of the Bay. It was definitely um, really easygoing, fun, and um, just people who loved it. They loved the music, the dance, any aspect of it, really. Mm -hmm. um, it was more community vibe, I felt like. And there was a lot of things to do. We'd go out if like five days a week, you could go out to hear, you'd go to a club or a bar and hear the best music. There would always be ciphers. I like lived for the ciphers and I find that it's not really here in Vegas. Like the, the hip hop ciphers where people just rap. No, oh yeah, well, I'm not, for me it would be dancing. Oh, okay. Just because the culture. Uh, okay, the culture I, I, yeah, I didn't know because yeah. uh, when I hear cypher, I think yeah, of Eminem too. on. Oh uh, yeah, right. I feel you. <laughs> I wish we had yeah. more of those, and that'd be yeah. tight. No, we have like battle rap out here, right? Is yeah. that is that still a thing? A H A T. They used to do a lot of battle rap, right? I don't even know. Yeah, bro. But I remember huge it. events. Um, I I would I watch I watch the videos on YouTube. There'd be like at least a hundred, two hundred people at the, at the like in a parking lot, and they'd do a rap or something. It's pretty cool. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, but I know I, I didn't know it, it trans how do you say it converted over to dance as well. That's mm -hmm. kinda cool. Yeah. That um so I'm really grateful though. I've got, you know, some dancers that come through the playhouse and we get some ciphers going. Mm -hmm. Um, but um yeah, I just lived for the ciphers. Um so yeah, DJing was on the back burner. I was solely focused on breaking, had this female hip hop collective I was a part of. We were performing, we were battling, we were traveling, we were teaching. Um, we started a nonprofit hip hop education program for kids. We taught at over like 200 some schools. Yeah. And um, we even performed with E40 at San Quentin prison, Dang. like crazy <laughs> stuff like that. So yeah. So I was just kind of fully submerged in that. Um, but I did learn a lot about music through breaking that I didn't have. I wasn't DJing before. Like I missed the whole 90s era of hip hop as a kid. Like that kind of wasn't my thing. I was more into the alternative scene and grunge and Nirvana, you know, stuff yeah. like that. Um, shout out Seattle. Yeah. Shout out <laughs> Seattle. Uh, so now I'm learning about Eric B and Rakim and um, Gangstar and, mm -hmm. you know. Um, Classics classics i well i did love tribe cold quest i've loved tribe um since the 90s but other than that i started buying more records that i could break to and then funk and soul i would buy you know james brown records and yeah. such so now i kind of have this collection of music was doing rocking parties that i could kind of play all of that but main focus was on dance so fast forward to i'm still living in san francisco um 
fast forward to 2010, I feel like, you know what, I want to take dancing to another level. I felt like I was really progressing as a B-girl and I just loved it. I just loved it so much. And I wanted to see how I would do as in the commercial scene. So I decided to move to L.A. Um, I auditioned for like six different gigs and I just six in, I was like, this is not for me Mm -hmm. at all. I, once they'll call, like the casting call is like, Hey, we need breakers. And you're like, all right, awesome. You show up and you're in a room with 200 other dancers that are choreo and they're trying to learn the choreography from one person in the front of the room. And when that's not your style, like it's a whole nother way of, um, like me watching you and just picking it up right there. Like, that's just a whole nother thing. Yeah. It's, um, do, do you think that's like a training. whole nother, do you think, is that, that a whole nother part of the brain that, it, yeah. when, you know what I mean? Like kind of like that a, you have to train. Yeah. You do. Yeah. I have the worst memory in the world. So already Same I'm here. like, hey. yeah. but when you, when that's your thing and you, you grow up as a dancer in the studio, that's all, you know, but for me, I'm like, but you know, like if I could freestyle, freestyle I'm going to kill it. Like now I'm just in touch with the music and I just feel it and do whatever comes to me. Mm-hmm. That's where I, I would kill it. But um, to get to that point to showcase your freestyle, yeah. you had to do the choreography first. So I was just sucking hard at that. And then they would give us like two eight counts as a as like your personal time. You know, that's like goes by in a snap. So yeah. what can you really showcase as a B-girl um in two eight counts not much meanwhile you're there with like six other girls whipping their hair and like jumping into the splits and like kicking their leg up and you know like all these other moves and like i thought this was a like i thought you're casting for b-girls so now when um, when when, when you say two eight counts you're talking about like one two one two three four five six seven eight one two like you literally had that's it yeah 10 15 seconds and that's it. That's it. Damn, Damn man. Anything. Yeah, <laughs> man. That's the thing. Because I used to play. I used to. I used to play bass. Um, oh, and awesome. and I I love like reading sheet music uh-huh. and having time to practice it and really like nailing it down. Right. But when it came to sight reading, oh my god. What's sight reading? Sight reading is when they it, you basically go into a room, nobody else but judges, and then they they you you got you're in front of your bass, and then they put a, sh- a sheet of music in front oh. of you, but it's blank until you flip the page over. And then you literally have one take to start playing the song perfectly in the same temp, the right tempo, the right key, the right notes. Damn. Yeah. Damn. So it's, it's not like freestyling because everything's written, but it, it's, it's, it depends on how good you are at reading ahead. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like reading ahead basically, but with notes and having to coordinate that with your fingers. Damn, that's super rough. Yeah. I, actually, I actually did pretty good in one of them, bro. But like, it, that's a passion I never pursued afterwards. <laughs> yeah, but I, I get that where you're talking about like the right side versus the left side kind of brain where you're like, you're more freestyle versus having to take what somebody's choreographed and having to learn it in like 10 minutes or something like that. Yeah. 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 And like trying to even just see what they're doing is half the battle. Yeah. And yeah, so it wasn't my thing. And I was getting really frustrated because at that time I just, I, I moved to LA, but I also decided like, I don't want a side job. I don't want something secondary. I really want to live off of what I'm passionate about mm-hmm. because I had done, um, not that I'm not passionate about retail, but yeah, I did retail for 10 years mm-hmm. up until their, um, kid robot, um, when it was one of their first stores, which mm-hmm. was awesome. And then, yeah, um, I did. Wait, what's yeah. Kid Robot? You're gonna brush me up on that. Kid well. Robot yeah. is, um, it's like vinyl toys. So vinyl toys are limited edition um, collector pieces, basically. And mm. well, there's kind of like all these little categories because um, they'll have like Kubricks and Bear Bricks that 
are from Japan and they're basically, it's all the same shape, but the art on it is going to be different. And a lot of times they come blind assorted. So they come in this box. You don't know which one you're going to get. And they'll be like, oh, okay, there's 10 different ones you could get. And then within that, there's a limited, extra limited edition one that one out of like every four cases are, could be it. It's definitely a Japanese thing. Cause that's I was what like they Hatchimals. do with all toys. So it's yeah. definitely like, like you get hype on collecting and, and, um, but then they also were doing these kind of like only 50 pieces were made and that's when they will do the bigger ones and they would do really cool. They would work with really amazing like street artists mo- mostly mm-hmm. um and um you know comic book artists all kinds of different artists that make these limited run figures of something that they've drawn so it's mm-hmm. like having pieces of art and there's major collectors in that and um i got to be working that was their first store i worked with the first owner and saw the revolution or like the introduction of their thing called a dunny which is like their blank um, kind of one one shape figure that other artists can paint and then they make them in the blind sort of boxes so you don't know which one you're going to get and yada yada. So it mm-hmm. became, it's like a big craze. Right. Um, but, you, but you were working in that as in, as a retail? Yeah, I worked job? out as a retail. I also worked at Buffalo Exchange and Stussy. Um, so I kind of worked all, and that was all on Hate Street. Have Damn, you been there? That's crazy. Yeah. So I kind of like, I worked That's everywhere funny. and it's fun because it's like, a, it's definitely its own community when you work the block. And I used to skate a lot then and I had dreads. So I was just like this fucking <laughs> you, you had dreads? skater chick that <laughs> worked wanna, like three different stores on hate. I want to get dreads. Yeah. It's yeah. so convenient. It's awesome. Yeah, you know what? I just like, I, because I've been growing my hair for the last year. Okay. And I just like, I, I like it, but it's like, it's also like inconvenient, man. Because like, if you don't have a hair tie... It's all over the place. And if you're driving and you let the window down and you oh, don't have a hair tie, that's so uh, yeah, when you, have, you can't do it. That. When you, you have dreads, you can like tie them together. Yeah. And you don't even need anything That's what else. I'm saying. Like, I just like the, the, the comfortability of like not having to worry about like flyaway hairs. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. No flyaways. Yeah, get it. Go away. Keep your shit dirty, bro, and it'll just start sticking together. Oh, I've been shaving the sides, <laughs> bro, but the top, I'm just letting that grow yeah. out. Yeah. I don't know what it is yet. Me either. I don't That's think anybody's ever mind. done this before. <laughs> nice. Adventure time. Yeah. Adventure yeah. time. What comes out of it? Do you watch cartoons? I don't. I used to. Okay. Not anymore. What was your I favorite do... cartoon? Um, I used to love Ren and Stimpy. Um, yeah, I so would you, say. So you've never seen Rick what? and Morty? I've seen a few episodes okay. and I do like oh, it. Okay. Oh my God. Have you guys seen Mr. Pickles? Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Pickles is which Mr. Pickles is that a TV show? <laughs> it's a cartoon. Oh. It's so like it's so out there. It's really gory. Yeah. And bloody and it's this dog that's a killer dog. Yeah. Um like he's a Satanist dog oh, and geez. it's all the scores. It's all metal music. So it's like, this that's crazy one, like right? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Does one with the weirdest. Have you heard of Big Mouth on on Netflix? No. No. The, oh, I've seen, is that with the horse? No, that's Bojack. Oh, that's Bojack. Okay, yeah. Okay. So well, anyways, there's a show called uh big mouth and it's nick kroll he's a comedian apparently from i haven't seen it yet but from what everyone said it's a really good show but it's an adult show okay <laughs> like do not let your kids watch that show because there's a lot of big crass mouth? in this big mouth yeah right. and, and from what i heard like it's really good like like rig and morty level good i was like okay i'm gonna probably try to check it out bro like some of the new cartoons i've been watching i just watch here and there because the nieces yeah. have it on oh like what is it gumball and all that uh right, dino uh, uh, something dino Something in Dino, something in Dino. It's on Netflix. My is nieces, that one good? My nieces watch that show. Oh. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> I don't know. Gumball is just, yeah, I love I love how they do. Is it Gumball? Like, I no, I, I don't remember. know. It like, has like 3D animation, but they mix it with the 2D. 
and I just think it's super unique. Oh, I just that's awesome. I, I love cartoons. Um, I don't Cupcake watch. and Dino. That's the one I'm talking about. I don't know. What you that guys is. haven't watched Dino. Cupcake and Dino? No. When did you stop watching cartoons? Like you never watched SpongeBob or anything? I, no. Oh. Um. Oh yeah, I like SpongeBob. Oh, okay, the old G, the OG yeah. ones. I didn't have a TV or a, a computer. I didn't have a things for a really long time. Oh shit. I'm like prehistoric. No, I don't your know. Farm. Is that the? You're I'm a farmer. farm girl. Yeah. I'm really behind on technology. I'm not that tech savvy. Oddly enough, like with DJing with my laptop, it's like gazillions of. I, I'm always <laughs> coming into these like problems, tech problems. But, um, yeah, yeah. yeah I find with my, there's controllers, and then it's not talking to this mixer, and then I'm like, wait, you were just working at my house. I'm yeah, so, it's confused. so confused. Yep. But that's, that's happening I feel like technology has been one of my biggest roadblocks when it comes to producing music. Like I've always wanted to produce music because I love like just messing around with sounds. But just the fact that I'm like, I don't know the technicality behind them. I'm like, eh, all right, I guess I'll do photography. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Give it up real quick. Wait, so, um, so what year are we in right now? When what you're... year are we in? We're 2010. I moved to LA, hated the mu- music videos. Yeah. wasn't working for me. Um, I had just my... Uh, my b-girl friend Faye she had been living in LA she had started learning to use Serato for DJing so I had a laptop and like oh I want to give this a try like maybe this is something um because up until then I was using vinyl mm-hmm. so um uh yeah I don't know so I got on Serato and just realized how much more music you can have and uh, the access to just everything and you don't um, have to bring a box around don't have crate. to bring the crates of records I, yeah and i did not have a car in san francisco you just take the bus everywhere so it was like crazy carrying like my that sever- little metal box yeah now educate that thing is heavy educate somebody like me who doesn't know anything about about djing serato is a digital uh, yeah. turntable that you can store music on digitally it's it's a program you use with your laptop and oh. you connect it to you have um control cds or control records yeah. that is just a time code oh, that, okay. so it reads it from your um, i still don't get it you know it's crazy like <laughs> yeah, i have them I got, you know <laughs> and i'm like how, how do these do it? work like wait so when, when you turn the thing the digital disc or whatever yeah it does, does it in the computer mm-hmm. and it emulates a sound because it looks yes. it, it, it looks like exactly it looks like a regular fucking vinyl yeah you know but it has like this special time code on it where they i don't know see i don't know how it works like serato knows how to read it yeah so it knows it's a serato vinyl yeah because they also have tractor vinyls mm-hmm. and then they have um what's the other one pioneer vinyls now or am i i'm lying no, I think like, yeah, I mainly, uh, there's also, uh, there's that one, like, what is that one? I forget. Uh, oh, I don't, not many people use it, but I know what you're talking Serato about. and Tractor are the main ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, um, how, how do you guys feel about the fact that, and I, I know we're going to keep, we're going to keep getting derailed, but like you guys talking about vinyl makes me think like, what do you think? Do you think vinyl is going to stick around longer? Or cause like, cause the thing is I, I even hear like a lot of like Best Buys and Targets, like they're getting rid of CDs. They're getting, I, rid of, yeah. they're getting rid of DVDs, right? Do you think that's a medium that's going to stick stick around? Or is it going to be like gonna a... going to be around forever. Do you think it it's going to be more people, of a hobbyist thing, yes. though? But yeah, and it has been. Like, people... Mm-hmm. There's just the hardcore collectors. Yeah. And people that really need to have it on, on the record. Yeah. Um, they need to have it pressed on Cause, vinyl, but... Because, like, if you look at it, like, cassettes and A-tracks and all that, when they went off the shelves, they were never produced anymore. They're done, you know? Yeah. But vinyls have been off the shelves and normal big big stores but they're still selling and there's oh, yeah right they still yeah. sell a lot bro like uh i think they just did something like they said uh 
vinyl oh, i don't want to i don't want to fuck it up yeah but vinyl did better than like downloads oh yeah bro you, you, you know? know you know what's like funny vinyl yeah. sold more because you know you stream music now right right but they said yep. vinyl's doing better yep. i was like what it's literally spotify itunes and vinyl like that's the only way people buy buy or listen to music nowadays i actually heard this artist man it was a big artist i forgot who it was he was on uh, joe rogan's podcast and he was like yeah i was with my team and we just put out a new album and this is a big artist i forgot who it was though but he was uh he was saying we were had we had a conversation we were debating if we were gonna put out a cd for it like if we won't just make it all digital yeah, like that was a conversation they had so i'm like okay the end times are coming <laughs> That's right. crazy, for, for bro. CD, for CD at least. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. I yeah. just think the one thing with vinyl too, and that's why I love uh, DJ House. Mm-hmm. He, Shout out DJ House. Um, he literally, uh, when he releases anything on his label, he doesn't release it digitally. He only releases it on vinyl. Okay. And I think that's super dope because yeah. that keeps it. Yeah, somebody's going to put it on the internet. Right. But I think that exclusiveness makes those vinyls even more valuable. And that's something I'd do if I ever start a record label. I'd only want to do vinyl only. Like super exclusive music. Not to hold music back because, you know, it's going to get shared right. no matter what because that's the internet and people like giving away music for free. So I don't care. And there's record pools and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think for sure vinyl will stay to the end of time. Yeah. But until then, we're using Serratos. <laughs> I hate you, bro. We're using Serratos. 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 Shout out Serratos. Shout out Serratos. Serato. <clears throat> Cer- Cer- yeah, it's just Serato. Serato. Serato sounds like a fucking Serato. hot sauce. It yeah. does. Serato. <laughs> Sriracha. You know, it's actually pronounced Sriracha. Oh, really? Sriracha, yeah. I saw that. You're going to look like a complete goof if I it's have not. Like, no, it's Sriracha. I yeah, believe it. I have it. a documentary on it. Are you sure it's nice. just not a guy who doesn't speak English and no, that's how the, they the, say it? This guy, Griffin Hammond, did a whole documentary on it. It was like an hour long. He did oh, it on, okay. he did on his Sorry. own self budget. And uh, he, he put out like a limited release of Blu rays. There was like 100 of them he did. I got one copy in my room. You think Blu-rays day. will disappear? Damn, that's a deep question, bro. Because wait, does DVD still have um behind the scenes? Uh, I think so, but I don't think the thing is the difference between a, a DVD and a Blu-ray is that Blu-rays can hold way more, way more capacity. Like, and also the files, the file sizes are smaller, <clears throat> and also the fact that the quality is higher resolution. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got 4K Blu-rays now, bro. You know, oh, okay, right? so DVDs yeah. are gone, but so, Blu-rays yeah, DVDs, might stay. Yeah, DVDs are turning into like DV tape, like how I used to get the VHS tapes. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, just, just, just I don't know if I heard recently it was like literally within the last two or three years, one of the last VHS factories that produce VHS tapes is out of business. Oh, like the last one, it's out. Nobody, nobody produces VHS tapes anymore. It was either VHS tapes or it was audio da- like tape. One of those. I think. Mm. I, yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. But back on topic. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't bought a VHS in a really long time. No. Yeah. No. I used to like the uh, the boxes that came in. Yeah. You know, the yeah, me plastic too. Plastic ones, bro. I liked. Uh, oh, that's fun. I I just hated uh when you had to rewind it. You had the little <laughs> rewind thing. Be kind. Rewind. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I used to have that race oh, car. Oh damn! I completely forgot about that movie. That's okay. crazy. Oh, is that Sorry. a movie? <laughs> yeah, the race car. Yeah, be be kind. It's like with most F and uh, was it Jack Black? I don't know. I never saw that. Wasn't it in the movie, Chuck? Huh? Wasn't Wait, it in the movie? it does sound familiar. Uh, what is it? Be Kind Rewind? Yeah. Yo. You guys be, keep be talking. Cool? Wait, maybe I have seen that. You're talking about Be Cool? No, no. Be Kind Rewind. It's like, with, I think it's Did like. Did Michelle Gondry do something with that? No. Michelle, does Michelle Gondry only do music videos? Michelle, who's that? 
Um, he directed a lot of music videos. Um, and didn't he also, he was part of the Chappelle movie, too. Um, he worked on Chappelle's movie. Oh, I'm showing uh, Be Kind Rewind. It's Jack Black, Most Deaf, and some other people. I yeah. love her. Sigourney Weaver. Oh, wow. Ooh, Alien. Ooh, Alien. <laughs> That's crazy, though. Yeah. I completely forgot about that movie. And no disrespect to the movie, because anything with Jack Black. Uh, Jack Black's a legend. Deaf. I, I love them. I, yeah, I did. I'm, I met Mostef once, and it was so awkward. It was so awkward. I'm awkward. Okay, we got to hear this. Like, um, have you seen Wayne's World? Yeah. I reference '90s a lot. Sorry. Uh, um, no, you're good. That's good. That's a good. Place Wayne's to do World. That. Um. So Garth, like, that's just me. That's totally me. When I see people that that get all nervous about, and I can't talk, and I get all like, so <laughs> super awkward, and. It was a small cafe in downtown San Francisco you would go to once in a while. And um, yeah, I just went by myself for whatever reason. Came out and like, oh, that's most stuff. Just chilling right there, hanging out on the sidewalk. And he looks at me and he smiles. And he's like, oh, I like your tattoos. And I was like, thanks. Uh, nice rhymes. And then he was like, <laughs> in my head, I'm like, that nice rhymes. Nice rhymes. Yeah. Ew. And I've I was like, too. oh. And I'm like, bye now. And like ran <laughs> off. That's so embarrassing. <laughs> That's all I could get out. That's going to be a crazy. new tattoo. Nice and rhymes. Nice rhymes. Hey, bro. Uh, nice rhymes. Nice <laughs> rhymes. I know. What? Hey, bro. So bad. I know you. Nice rhymes, man. Nice rhymes, man. Oh, God. We got we to gotta make that a t-shirt, bro. Yeah. Ew. So embarrassing. I got kind of red just now hearing that. Yeah. Like, ooh, that's embarrassing. It just, like, ooh. Yeah, it's it, the cringe. It makes you, you know cringe. What, you know like, what's crazy? I, like, I'm, I feel like I'm kind of awkward a little bit, and but I've never had that experience where, like, you meet somebody and you, just, you, you say something, like, randomly. Like, I... I, I'm the kind of person that if I if I don't know what to say, I just stay quiet or I'll smile, huh? Yeah, <laughs> I would rather do that than yeah. say yeah. I think I forget what I said when I met Chromeo <laughs> too, and I was like, what, what, why, why did that come out of my mouth? Yeah. What am I saying? Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. I said some why? stupid shit before. I forgot to who, but I was like, I was like, hey, so how long you've been doing this? And I'm like. <laughs> Like, why am I asking him this <laughs> shit? <laughs> what the fuck? Like, I know how long he's been doing it. He's like one of my favorite artists. But Just I can't. Talk to somebody big. At a big I, I think it was Breakbot. It might have been oh, Breakbot. Oh, my awesome. God, bro. Yeah. But I've seen him twice. That's probably why he didn't come nice. to Vegas. He's like, oh, I know he's that. He's like, that awkward guy. Oh, my fucking weirdo. <laughs> hey, bro. So you get paid for this? <laughs> Just like, hey, bro. Hey, bro. How much do they pay you for this? <laughs> oh, wow. I don't know how to break the ice, bro. I'm yeah. Terrible at small talk. All right, so you're in Vegas. Yeah. You're working at Buffalo um, Exchange. You're working at uh, all these places. Oh, San Francisco. Then I went to LA. Music or uh, dancing ain't is not working out for me. Dancing ain't working out. Like, what did I say? Ain't. Dancing was not working out for me. Um, got into using Serato for DJing. So now I have all this different kind of music I could play. Mm -hmm. um, did a couple gigs there. Um, and then my friend Tracy P from Sisters of the Underground, she had already moved to, she moved to Vegas. We actually shared our U-Haul. Um, when I moved from, we both moved from San Francisco. I moved to LA. Then she continued the U-Haul to Vegas. Oh, mm -hmm. So she had come out here, um, like 10 months before me. And so 10 months into me being in LA, um, she called me to say, Hey, I, I can get you DJ gigs out here. Why don't you start working and, um, meet my, my boss. So I'm like, okay, the drive is four hours. I um, 
had my interview. He liked me, so I got booked. Uh, uh, my first gig was at Lavo doing. They had like a special brunch that oh, they wanted. Oh damn, we got the gig fast. Yeah, it was. Um, but it was like a happy hour type yeah, thing. Yeah. So real chill, and um, they just wanted eclectic music. I'm like, all right, I can What's do that. What's eclectic music? A little of everything. Okay. Um, but. I think at that time I was really into new disco and kind of like yeah. indie dance music mm-hmm. and um Was that like cut copy time? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, love cut copy. Um Treasure Fingers was yeah, putting out some cool stuff. Um That was like the blog house age. Yes. Like, yes, exactly. Yeah. Was Breakbot part of that? Yeah, I think yes. Breakbot, mm-hmm. Metronomy, Izzy P had bangers all day. But Oh yeah. Yeah. Um so that was the sound I was going for, uh, I guess, in a, mm-hmm. my own way. So that's what I got to play there. Um, and I was that was something steady for me. Then I found out how much the cost of living was here. And I was like, what? So you can get your own apartment for 600 bucks? Like, I want to do that. That's crazy, huh? Yeah. Um, with, and it was nice fixtures, you know, like everything in San Francisco was so run down, ratty, and mm-hmm. you're paying... 600 Eight, for a room. <laughs> 600 for a room, which could be the size of a closet. Mm-hmm. Um, That's crazy. Yeah, I, actually looking back, most places I lived in, um, it, let's say if it was a two-bedroom, we would make the living room someone's room. So it would be like... You know, Damn. there was no universal space. It was more like, hey, some, that's the living room someone's bedroom. And we'd have three people staying in the two-bedroom. And that's... Or then you're paying you're paying six to $700 each for the space as opposed to... Yeah. yeah. Now it's crazy. I think it's like 1800 for a studio, if that... Yeah, I think San Francisco is like the most expensive place to live right now. Like yeah. over New York. That's fucking crazy. No, I made it over New York now. Dang. That's crazy. No, oh, I don't know about that. But... I can't do it. I just huh? can't. So... Um, Shut up, Keem. Yeah, I, I moved here. I moved here in 2011. Um... Which is funny because when I did move here, they canceled the happy hour. Um, the strip is bad, you guys. I, I don't know if you've had the experiences, but you're just, they treat you like at nothing. You know, mm-hmm. you're a nothing. You're just a number. And there's just zero respect in a lot of places. A yeah. lot, like I showed up um, to work. No one called me to say, hey, we're not doing the happy hour anymore. No one said anything. I just showed up and it's like, well, not doing it. Bye. Damn. Damn. Yeah, and I've had that happen a few different times at different properties. Yeah. Um, I've also, you know, had some rough times with them as far as not paying me and, and then saying it's an accounting oversight and uh, how about we'll book you on some corporate gigs that pay twice the amount per hour. So then it'll even out. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? Really? They did that to you? Yeah. I would imagine working for like more of a corporate kind of thing like that, you would be feeling a little bit more secured right. as opposed to somebody like, oh yeah, I'm going to pay you out of my pocket or something like that. Like, you know what I mean? Like I would imagine they'd be more secure and you don't have to worry about things like that. Yeah, no. And the agency wasn't really looking out for me because uh, they that was their main account. So, hey, if I if they ruffle the feathers because I want them to go after them, like, hey, that's like four gigs that I didn't get paid for. Damn. Yeah. And accounting oversight. What does that mean? You do the same gig. That same gig happens every day of the week, yeah. you know, for all this time. So things like that were was happening. And um yeah, I know you guys have talked about insert coins. So insert coins had opened up, and um, I like loved it there. That that became my home and kind of my voice. I felt like mm-hmm. as far as a DJ in Vegas. Yeah. Um, 
we we'd cipher their dance you know we'd be yeah. getting down i i uh we you know like you had video games you had everything it was the place you could have anybody come to and different days of the week was different programming so tuesdays we got to play real cool like synthy funky like more underground electronic music mm -hmm. um and then weekends it would be more top 40 type stuff but i got to really learn how to play a, a club type setting like that was the vibe in there it was always packed and um so yeah i learned a lot um about DJing and playing for mainstream crowds mm -hmm. through Tau Group and um, Insert Coins. Yeah, I never got the pleasure of going to Insert Coins. Me either. I never. Uh, yeah, I, I never. Like, I never. I've, ne I've never I been was inside. Too young. It. It's it's called yeah. Red now, right? Yeah, yeah. it's called Red, Red now. Yeah. Um. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was Sorry. that? A little smirker smirk over there. What was I that? Like it? <laughs> nah. Yeah. It's not my vibes. I guess it has a. It's for a different type of crowd. But that's how I feel all about downtown. I know hate against it because I work down there all the time. But it's just, it's not my scene. Uh, well, yeah. is there a scene for you here? No. <laughs> no, there is. I'm just lazy too now. I just uh... don't like going out anymore. So I guess I'm a piece of shit. But <laughs> overall, I really do feel like this city is going to grow a lot more. And like a lot of people don't understand the reason we don't have culture is because our community is very small still. It is. It's yeah. It's very small. And every, everybody's kind of in their own shell right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But. You know, because people are like, oh, but look at L.A. and New York. But then I finally thought, I was like, oh, fuck, they have a huge population. They do. So they have right. a lot of people. And if you think statistically, you know, and you put their calculations down, we don't have that many people. Yeah, it does make we sense. And then right. you see the demographic and then you see everything else. Like a lot of those things, like people will get tired. And when I feel like in the next five to seven years, like this city is going to grow like tremendously. I know everybody always says that every other five years, but I really think like. This city is going to show something because there's people out there. It's but. definitely growing a lot. The mm -hmm. downtown. I kind of like personally hated it here as far as that, because San Francisco and L.A., oh, yeah. like I said, That's you can go monster. out all the time every night of the week to cool music. Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, I really thought, in my opinion, I'm bringing cool music here. Um, mm -hmm. And I kept getting, you know, like I said, I'll do all kinds of DJ gigs. Like I'm playing clubs, I'm playing in lounges, I'm playing a corporate gig, I'm playing... Um, you know, these off nights uh, that are more, you know, like back in the day when you guys had had your night and yeah. uh, the rabbit hole parties. Um, but those are very few here. So I just felt like I, I kept getting told to dumb it down, dumb it down, play like more just mainstream. more mainstream. That seems to be a lot of Vegas is like, oh, we're trying this new thing and it's cool music and we got this cool thing going. And then when people start tapering off all of a sudden it's like okay music it's that's that's the problem here it's we're not playing enough mainstream so it yeah. just becomes now is that something that that <laughs> they would want to hear more mainstream because when they have people coming in they want people to dance and know the lyrics yeah. of the songs yeah so if, it, so if you're saying there's no culture out here you're talking about more the people who don't know the music you're playing they're not open-minded right? to new things yeah people it even took me a while too yeah. bro because i when i when i went to a club like i expected to hear like flow rider or something you know what i mean like it, i wasn't i would never like oh play some you know breakbot or something i didn't yeah. understand that until i met you and you started putting me up on all, on all that stuff so i do feel the culture out here needs to grow a little bit more yeah I, there's like a but, oh sorry go ahead oh no no you're good you go first there's a place for everything like i i get it on the strip and you got people coming from everywhere they want to sing along they want to yeah. get wasted they want to have this big vegas night you know yeah it's a, um, it's a mixing pot it's a mixing pot. Yeah. Um, melting, melting pot. <laughs> melting, melting pot. pot. Melting. There it is. 
Um, uh, but downtown, I, I thought there would be more like I love like Commonwealth. I love Commonwealth beauty bar places that have like there's room to dance, but um, it's not too big. So I feel like those are the kinds of venues you can take the risks of and, and do the underground nights, the mm-hmm. off the cuff, the you know, whatever to me, like the music I really like, I want to go out and hear music I've never heard before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, yeah. Now that's this, like, that this gets was me still, This was still in like 2011. Yeah. 10? This is 2011, uh, okay. 12. So there wasn't many, like beauty bar was doing some cool nights when I first moved out here, but yeah. Um, it, yeah, like I said, it's just not LA. It's not, um, San Francisco. You're not getting that diversity and, um, the, the crowd, like the community, there would be people that would support these nights yeah. here. It's like, it's taken Playhouse Party to, this will be my two-year anniversary next month, um, November. Um, it's taken me a while to kind of build build something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So. But, but would you say the community out here in 2018 versus 2011 is night and day, or is it kind of still hit I feel and miss? Like it's, uh, to me, it's night and day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel um, I've seen and met a lot of really cool um, artistic creative people here, um, that do go out and, um, you know, they've all got their things going on, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot more to do and, and see and enjoy, um, downtown than there was when I first came out here. That's why insert coins was such a big deal. It kind of filled a gap that was missing. Yeah. Um, and they had, you know, like Bree, DJ88, and Chris Laporte, the owner, brought in really great acts. Like they had hit live shows there um, on top of really dope DJs and, you know, brought a little of everything. Um, I feel like that's yeah. one, of, one of the things that reason that I never went downtown was because parking. <laughs> you would get jumped like the owner got jumped a couple (gasps) times like people it was hectic right around uh fremont street way more hood than it is now yeah i think or like i mean i I feel fairly safe when i go down there now i feel a lot more safe but they used to have the security guards walk us to our cars at night damn even just around the block yeah that's crazy Mm -hmm. it's kind of how i felt we had the studio downtown bro Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, I hope there's nobody outside. Yeah. There's just homeless people pooping in front of our business. Somebody did poop in front that of our building. That shit made me so mad. I was Ugh. like, why is there poop? <laughs> I know that ain't dog poop either. At least either. you didn't step in it. Yeah. I was such a bad area. They built a fence around it. <laughs> oh, we had two gates to get into our fucking business. <laughs> yeah. They <'cause>... have two locks. <laughs> Not actually, yeah. technically three because if you count our door. Oh, yeah. That's true. <laughs> triple security that's funny but um, what, what ended up happening what, in, what ended up happening to uh intercoins did um, they just go out of business or did yeah, they just they went out of business okay i'll keep it at that all right yeah i invest a lot of my um time and energy there but yeah. it, to me it felt like my home but now my home is i would say commonwealth i love the team there i love um shout out mauricio and ryan mm-hmm. like they um and shout out plo because um dj plo he is the one that hooked me up with the offer to start Playhouse. It mm-hmm. originally was on a Tuesday um, as a monthly, and um, then it got moved to Thursday. And the only thing was, like, I could do what I want. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, let's say from 2011 to 2014, I was DJing a lot of just, mu- I had a lot of events where it's just music that, ugh, it's not what I like, you know? Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm just playing for, 
these people because that's what I'm getting paid to do, you know, and all that's fun. I still love that, but not like I'm not feeling very inspired yeah. or excited about the music. You. It's not it's truly more, it's me It's more of a job. And I, I kept bottling myself because I there's nothing more exciting and than playing at one of those big clubs and you get all those people and you get them to do stuff like put their hands up and have the best time of their lives and you feel more rock star status, you know. And but beyond that, it's the sound system. Like I love big sound systems. So, yeah. you know, I I got to do um, some clubs, but you know, you have to. There's all these there's all these limitations, right? Um, and what you're playing and how you're playing. So I had always, like I said, I'd always liked clothes. And um, I originally wanted to be a fashion designer. When I moved to California, I thought I'd go to fashion school. Mm-hmm. Instead, I I kept, I found DJing and um, dancing. But so thrifting had always been a big part. And I had this extra time, you know, like I work at night. But during the day, I'm looking for music. But I'm like, okay, I'm sitting on my butt a lot just looking for music. Uh, I need to be more active. So I just started making, um, going to Savers and Goodwill and buying vintage stuff. I love 80s and 90s things um, and reselling them online. I started an Instagram account for it, Cricket's Playhouse. Okay. So that's what Cricket's Playhouse initially was. And when did you start that? I'm sorry. Um, I think 2000. No, that was like three, four. The party's two years old, but I would have started the Instagram like three and a half years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was selling clothes through that. Then I started selling clothes on Depop, which is an app. Okay. For I was going to ask you what you thought about apps like Depop. I do like Depop and uh-huh. I, um, did really good when I have been kind of off this last year. Yeah. Since I started doing the party, it's weird cause it's just once a month, but I like, I put so much time in it. It takes a lot from yeah. everything from yeah. finding who's going to, you know, who's on the lineup and I don't want it to be just hey, I'm going to hear DJs. I like transforming Commonwealth into a playhouse. An experience. An experience. And real quick, why do you call it Playhouse? I'm really inspired by Pee-wee's Playhouse was my favorite show growing up. That was like on Saturdays. I love the show. I just love the comedy, the humor, the creativity, the design, like the set design is so cool the way they painted it. And just his personality is fun. It's quirky. It's different. What's that and, movie um, called? Big Adventure? Yeah, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. I've watched that movie like 50 times. So Wait, is it the one with the, the, the creepy scene? He steals the bike. Remember? Yeah, the, the big guy took his bike, Francis. Francis yeah. Francis <laughs> bike. Yeah. Um, and so he's on this big adventure to go find his bike. And uh-huh. he thinks it's at the Alamo. Uh-huh. And uh, this is like a fake psychic reader brought him to Texas. or Yeah, that movie was weird growing it's up. Weird. Oh, it was it's weird, totally weird, but it's so good. You know so, what? It's funny. I haven't watched that movie since I was a kid. So I bet you if I watched it now, it's kind of like I just recently watched Billy Madison. Oh, yeah. And and I'm like, this movie makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> like, why did she fall in love with him? Like, what? why did that happen that makes no there's dialogue in there that doesn't make any sense but when you're watching it as a kid and then it's you so grow epic. up <laughs> yeah, you, you grow up and you have this oh dude that's such a great movie yeah and you watch it again you don't feel the same do you feel like that movie still holds up i do yeah for sure yeah yeah i, gotta, I still I love it. it um it, <laughs> playhouse originally was a theater show in la um Pee-wee's playhouse yeah mm-hmm. oh. and then it got made into a kid's show yeah, I feel so bad. I was thinking about it and I was like, damn it. You, it he was such a fun character for kids. Um, just a different sense of humor and yeah. for adults too. I still think he's hilarious and I'm a, I'm a kidult. But, yeah. um, kidult? Kidult. 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 I'm like a kidult. That. Still a kidult. <laughs> but um, yeah, so what happened? Do you know what happened to him? Paul Rubens. Paul Rubens is Pee Wee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
he got well, with, caught yeah he was like masturbating and but it's an adult theater my whole thing and is an this, adult though, movie theater you cannot you, you have to separate the art from the person because yeah. art right. is a whole like kanye west you know a lot of people like hate him but you have to understand like the art wise he's a genius he really <laughs> is but i don't know i like because kanye I, I grew up on a lot of his music like he did get me into a lot of like yeah. sampling and everything mm-hmm. he's the one who made me want to make beats him oh, and jay dope. dilla you know yeah so it's like when i i see him like how weird he is i'm like nah i'm looking at the art side you got to respect the art side yeah you know, and the end of the day is, oh, I hate saying it. Oh, Bill Cosby. What was that one album that he did? I mean, All that man, should I know that? Have that power? What's that power song? That was like the last thing I heard from him that I was like, oh, that's tight. Was that a college dropout or was that no, after that? That was after. Yeah. What's the one after that? That was the last time. That was the last time that I was really into Kanye. Like after that, the whole I am God thing, I, I couldn't get into it, man. And then I don't know. I feel like Kanye is one of those guys that just now goes for shock value. Like he goes against the grain. If you if everybody likes something, he'll say the opposite just to get everybody talking about it. See, I think I don't I, like that. I respected it because he was putting on cats like Cash. He put on Hudson Mohawk. I know they have beef now or something. Oh, I didn't know that. But he, you know, he got I didn't know Hudson, yeah. Sinjin Hawk, Cashmere Cat, Burdinsky. Like he put on a lot of. He like, put on Cashmere Cat. Yeah, they did songs together. Oh, I didn't like, know. Like you know, they like even Sinjin Hawk and like a lot of cats don't know who that is, but like. I look up to that dude. He was like one of the main cats, like growing up, like Cam Blaster and all of them. So mm-hmm. I don't know. That's why I kind of respect Kanye because I really do feel like he understands the music side of things. You know, yeah, he's fucking delusional and he's fucking weird, but that's his marketing, kind of like Hobson. Hobson did the same thing. He did very shock value talk shit. Right. Technically, so Eminem, Eminem did the same Eminem thing the too. Same very thing, yeah. shock value. But I feel like that was part of his nature. No, from no, the it's very a beginning. story. It's a character. But I'm saying, like, from the very beginning, Eminem was like, "I'm gonna talk shit." You know what I mean? Like, yeah. even did to, did it to his own mom. Kanye West had more morals and values, and then he started doing the trend. And I was like, "Eh, that's not natural and organic to me." Oh, like he just lost it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he bro. went delusional for sure. And then he's, he's talking <laughs> those videos that we keep watching where he's like, "Walt Disney, <laughs> Steve Jobs, Steve Jobs." <laughs> Kanye West, <laughs> and, and then the whole him be now being—I mean, I, I I understand people can evolve and do different things. Like he wants to be a fashion designer now. That's cool, but it just doesn't feel natural to me. I just you know? feel—I feel bad for famous people. Like like they we were talking it. about the other day. Yeah. It's just imagine anybody—you walk out of your house and there's gazillions of cameras and people and things yeah. in your face and. Um. Yeah, the paparazzi would drive me insane. Yeah, you know what's crazier? You know what's crazier than the paparazzi though? Being in the Kardashian family. Who <laughs> was it? Joe Rogan made a joke about that. He about uh, how they how they make every guy go crazy. Like literally anyone anyone who gets with a Kardashian like goes, goes crazy. You know? Oh uh, yeah. Look what happened to Bruce. <laughs> Like, you know, oh, that's why. Oh, dang. <laughs> Took it there. Took it there. Yeah, he's a comedian. He did it in a funny way. It wasn't like a political thing. Yeah. So calm down, yeah. anybody. Yeah. Calm down. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So wait, hold on. So let me just ask you this. Um, for people out there who don't know what Cricket's Playhouse is, again, can you explain it one more time? Yeah. Yeah, because it's kind of a different, couple different things. Yeah. So. I mean, I, it's definitely like when I heard about it, I didn't know what it was. And I started looking at it and I was like, it's a combination of like music and it's also like fashion. Culture. Yeah. So. Yeah. So it started as um, vintage reselling mm-hmm. and now um, 
it's it's that although that's on pause I, I am i had a meeting today i'm looking for someone to resell it for me i have a stock room of clothes like ready to go yeah i'll do markets so i'll be at ferguson's market in the alley this sunday which Ooh. is a sunday market that happens third sundays uh-huh. right next to uh, 11th street records yeah i think or bunkhouse. I, th- I think i've heard it right by bunkhouse yeah, uh-huh. okay. like yeah. right right in there so uh i love that market it's cool it's like different artists and um just all local artists whether yeah. they sell their ceramic pots or their uh, macrame plant hanging things or you know jewelry what have you it's a little of everything um, so I, I pop up there and I sell my clothes there, but, um, yeah, I'm looking for someone to resell online cause I don't have the time. So I like going and finding the stuff. Um, I'll, I'll keep digging, but yeah, someone else, if you want to resell for me, that'd be amazing. What's the I percentage? Know, I know <laughs> yeah. Like... We could talk about that. Oh, Yo, sorry. Oh. <laughs> I, sorry. I know the perfect person. Send them my way. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Send them my way. Because yeah. um, I, I just recently started like thrifting too. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I go into, go into like Goodwill. I'm holding that stuff. Because the thing is like, I love the idea behind it of taking something and flipping it. But it's like, also, I don't have the time to like literally ship these things and post them and do all that stuff. And you have to it's clean it. Job. You take the yeah. photo of it. Yeah. You measure it. You post it yeah. up on for sale. And then just and learning, then... learning the whole shipping thing and all that stuff. All like that. I just, it's, it sounds, it looks like a cool gig to do, but like, I just don't have time for it. Right. That's probably where you're at too. That's where I'm at. Yeah. I had so. time back then. And now I just really want to focus in on, on DJing. I really do. Cause I feel I could progress and, and do bigger, better, not better, but you know, different gigs. I yeah. really want to go on tour with an artist. I think I would love that. Oh, um, who, who, yeah. who would you want to go on tour with? I don't know. You know, I've been chatting with Nina sky a lot. I don't know if you remember Nina sky. I heard they, Nina sky. Yeah. Um, she's been she, coming out with their twins. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, we they buy some of my vintage clothes and i've been trying to have them come out for playhouse party it's just it's um you know they're costly so you know getting the budget for that but um yeah i think girl artists you know like i love um female energy and empower female empowerment not that i i mean i'm around guys all day every day like Mm -hmm. everything i do has been male dominated so yeah um yeah um, but besides that, back to Cricket's Playhouse. So it's vintage clothing and it's a monthly party at mm-hmm. Commonwealth every second Thursday. Um, but you'll also find on my Instagram, a lot of people, not a lot of people, select stylists, pull from my um, collection and do fun photo shoots with it. Yeah. So I got a lot of really dope editorial uh, photography with the clothes. and Yeah. So, yeah. It's super unique. Like when I when I saw it, I was like nobody's doing anything like this and i really like like even like your logo like the the fun like yeah. colors and all that stuff yeah. like, That's Shout out pretty done so yeah. pretty done is my homie adam who i he's also a dj and producer mm-hmm. um uh he his art that's what he goes by pretty done which mm-hmm. i love the style it's really fun and, and free and yeah. he just freestyles it you know yeah um so he made the logo and I worked with him a lot. I still work with him a lot. We do uh, like art installations with the backdrop and he paints on suits and you could put them on for photos, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So Playhouse was given to me, the party platform was given to me to do what I want. So I wanted to combine clothing. Like you don't see fashion shows. I do a fashion show. I don't do it every time, but mm-hmm. um, 
Yeah, the fashion shows. I don't see that out at a nightclub. I or like that. I really like venue, that. Yeah. And it's so fun. Yeah. yeah. I love the way that just gives it a whole nother vibe and feel up there. It's definitely an experience. It's an experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and shout out, you know, like Cricket's Playhouse, the party, I curate it all and I do most of the work, but it is a team of everybody like Chuck with his um, photography, oh. takes like the coolest photos. Come back. Come back, please. I'll be back one yeah, day. Can you please be back? <laughs> um shout out gina joy um she does the videography she does the recap videos um and, and rosemary dope. was my original um recap video yell and um yeah so it's that it's like the models all do it for free like mm-hmm. i got like this team of people that do it to be part of the party platform and the community and the culture and like those are my you know, like, thank goodness for you, for, for all of them. Love and Moose, Moose the coolest. Like, he's one of my resident DJs. And mm-hmm. now um, JDHD and CC Elise. So, um, yeah, like, the the it's growing. Um, but, yeah. If you ever uh, have a, a big and short section for clothes, uh, hit me up. Okay, I, I will. You. I look for everything, to be honest. Like, if it looks cool, I'm in the guy section first because it's so much smaller, yeah. right? Um, but, yeah. I'll buy anything, no matter what size it is, as long as it's for me. I look for colors and patterns, and yeah, um, yeah, that, that's the feel very... the material. Like you know, I found this, and I was like, okay, yeah, that's just, just, that just jacket feels so like butter. You know, you're just fresh. I uh, to toe. love it. Um, she came in yesterday with the Keith hair. Oh yeah, guys, <laughs> so... I could have had the Keith sw- Keith hair <laughs> sweater on. That's okay. We got They're we're rocking out. Chromio, yeah. so shout out to I, Chromio. I, yeah, shout out Chromio. I love you guys. Um, uh yeah so crickets playhouse i got fashion, a, I party got, platform i have to ask though yes how did you come up with the name cricket cricket is a raver nickname of mine it's a raver oh, nickname of yeah yours. so um came from the rave days and i'm the one that chose how to spell it a lot of people think it's cry kit i would say a lot of people think it's cry kit and it's really cute because i love when people gotta tell me like they're all yeah. embarrassed like so oh, i is thought it, cry it was kit? cry kit <laughs> but it's cricket yeah. But I get it because it looks like it. But it was always cricket to me. So the spelling, I, um, you know, I wanted to spell it differently, but I didn't think it was cricket because it's cricket. Yeah. So it yeah. just looks good too, though. When like when that you when so you dope. when you type it out, it just looks good. Like, yeah. DJ cricket. I like the way it looks. Yeah. yeah. And I used to try and do graffiti. I love fonts and topography and yeah. hand styles so much. Um. So yeah, I just felt like the way those letters are really. It was fun to write out. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's where Cricket came from. Yeah. We have a morning dinner. That was random. Oh, yeah. I came Shout from out the, to Kim. I came from nowhere. Yeah, I don't know how you came up with that. I was like, that's kind of like this. Yeah, yeah, it's so fun. It's this podcast, though. It's morning dinner. Like, have you ever heard, like, you know, like Nike, right? Nike. But it doesn't have anything to do with shoes. What is Nike? Right? Does, what does I think mean? it's a. I don't think it's a real word, it's is it? Nothing. It's not. It? A, yeah, but it. But you associated with just shoes or that brand, right? Like that's kind of what I wanted to go into it when I was making up the when I was creating the name for this podcast was like morning dinner. What it doesn't make any sense, but it just rolls out the tongue. You it know what does. I mean? It just, it's fun. Yeah, to say. I was gonna ask about that. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. And we'll say it live. Like I really love your guys's um, Instagram. I love the aesthetic. I love the design. I love the Thank beat. You. Like I. That, that's guys's, all, Chuck. By the way, some awesome guests. I uh, I know I've known like half of the people you brought on, and it's really fun to hear their stories. And um, it, it's really fun to do this podcast because we get to meet people who have been out here and kind of get to know their story. But also, it gives everybody a, a chance to kind of 
to tell their story but also like just introduce everybody to the community out there yeah. like you know vegas is small that it's always been said that vegas is small so like why not really expose people out there who are doing cool things like you like you know yeah, like, yeah, i, I yeah. want everybody in the town to know about you and what you're doing because you're doing something really cool for the community yeah, but also just like you. not hitting just like the same basic interview boring even yeah. though this is all an interview but going off tangent and also just getting a little bit deeper than yeah. you normally would so because i think people respect that when they hear the hustle and the grind yeah. and whatever you want to call it they respect it a little bit more and they feel a little bit more since we do the live camera viewing and all that like they feel a little bit more connected with you yeah, yeah thanks for having the video that's one thing i'm really lacking for me personally is uh video you know there is another form of connection there with people and mm. um connecting with your audience and i yeah. I I don't know. I, I kind of like I'm really social and, and bubbly and like whatever. When I go out, like I just that's me. I love people and doing whatever. But when I get home, I just I want to just. Yeah, I'm in my own space and I'm really personal kind of like yeah. I'm, I go introvert. So I feel like that's a, that, it's a balance you have to have, though, you do, right? Right. Like, yeah. You can't be super level 10 all day, every day. You know, it's kind of how they say you got to have your highs and your lows. You, gotta, yeah, you have to sure. balance it out. Like, you can't be uppity all the time. Like, you right. got to have have their time to chill out. That way you can get back into it, you know? And right. You know, that's yeah, I don't I know am. how people just record themselves, like, their stories all the time, like, video recording, like, yeah, whatever they're doing. Like, like, I year, can't do it. They quit. They're like, I'm burnt. This is too hard. I ruined all my relationships. Like, whoa, chill. Well, what do you mean? Like, like uh, when people vlog and stuff every day? Oh, yeah. My bad. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, I see a lot of people, like, it's it's hard and like that's why i respect like just kidding films is my favorite because oh, like when they do films. stuff they don't they don't over exaggerate like, what up everybody like you know they're just like oh so today we're going to the park but it's still i don't know i i still watch it i'm like yeah. why the fuck am i watching have this you ever heard of jk films no uh -uh. no they're they're oh, wait, uh so familiar. just kidding films just okay. kidding films they're uh they're they're based out of la i think yeah and uh, they do um, JK Films, which is like short films. They also do like news. It's not really a new show, but like they do like 10, 15, 20 minute little episodes where they're just sitting around the table and they discuss current events or things that are happening. But it, they don't call it news. They're, it's just their perspective on whatever's happening. They're not very like educated or factual about things like they'll just read the article and give uh, their opinion say their two cents you but, know yeah but, oh, but the cool. thing is the connection between all of them is so genuine and so like you could tell their legitimate friends that like you feel you're part of the group too and it's just so organic it feels you know because they don't hold themselves back like they'll they'll say dark humor stuff uh -huh. oh yeah but it's not trying to be insensitive it's just being because they're comedians so not saying bad humor is always a good thing but i i think I we all dark, we all I just get a little humor. you know same here yeah. We all just get a little dirty. It's a little fun because, like, to me, what I I feel like it is is dirty. it breaks, it breaks that barrier of like being stuck up. You know, I like fucking around. I like doing that shit because it's it's just like when you're stuck up all the time. Yeah. Like it's I don't like being around those no, people. No, I I get closed down. Like I get really quiet around stuck up people. Yeah, or, me too. Um, really over the top people that it's like you know they they need attention on them. Yeah, like. There's a bound, like there's a limit. You have to there stay is, in between. Yeah. yeah. Um, those kinds of people, I'm like, ooh, okay, I'm just quiet over here in the corner. I'm just <laughs> yeah. going to do my thing. But yeah, you guys are real personable and funny. I laugh a lot when I'm watching 
you guys interview other people oh. and yeah we, it's we, cute oh, we, we, we really buddies, <laughs> it's buddies. Yeah. we really tone it down for this show though to be honest like if you knew, uh, <laughs> like if you knew our relate like our friendship like outside of this show it's crazy yeah people people like get scared <laughs> we gotta we be fuck careful. around too much they're like damn are you guys really fighting we're like nah it's, it's hard because like neither chuck and i have a background in like we don't vlog and we don't really like you really get in front of the camera you know we're, we're not like that we're usually behind the scenes so it's like right. being careful like okay make sure you don't <laughs> make sure you don't say what you would say outside yeah, of the podcast yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? like you guys are <laughs> yeah i'm kind of like dirty i like i like yeah. perverted humor i yeah, love me too. Humor. Yeah. I, once again i know my place but yeah. it's funny to me everything's funny to like me it's I, like that my bad what's that one guy for adriana grande's husband or uh boyfriend adriana grande what is it ariana <laughs> ariana grande that's how you know i don't know Wait, who's she with i don't even know she's, she's with, with a pete something pete well his dad He's, died in 9 11 and he always makes jokes oh, wow. about it but like <laughs> wow. look at that laugh yeah, that's fun, bro. yeah. no it's nah. it's funny because if you watch like have you ever heard of like comedy central roasts oh yeah yeah, yeah uh-huh. there was man i, I think it was Talk the, about smoking or the, something this british guy um made a roast on Pete, 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 Pete Davidson. That's his name. Mm-hmm. And he said, uh, he's like, come on guys, this, this is the, the roast of Pete Davidson or something. Uh, not the roast of his dad that happened in 2011 or 2001. But he does it in his own standup. Like he makes fun of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so I think that's Which, it, <laughs> to me, like it's, it's, it's weird. Yeah. And I don't know. If it's a new way of looking at it, man. It's a new way of looking at it. I'd rather laugh. I'd yeah. rather laugh I at life, laughing. you know, yeah. laugh in the face of death, laugh in the face of like just bad shit Yeah, because it makes me feel well, like people don't understand a good laugh can make you feel so fucking good after. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. It's some next level shit. Like I can't even explain it. Yeah. It, like you feel so good. You're like, whoa. We, we, we've had those sessions where I almost black out cause I'm, I'm laughing so hard. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I'm laughing so hard that I forget to like take an oxygen. That's so, like, like when I go on Fremont street sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like Fremont experience, you know, like the characters there are out of control and, and just like even just performers. No, no, not them. No. It's more. Well, some of them. Just no, people. it's just people yeah. like I like I think Fremont Street experience is all of America. Uh, it's like, this yeah. is America. Yeah, this is really America is. right here. Yeah. Um, it's so lots of really yeah, fun freak show. Yeah, it's a freak. <laughs> <laughs> like some things that be going on. I'm like, dude, did you guys see that video real? that was like going viral on Facebook? It was literally like in front of like like Commonwealth area, like on Fremont. Uh-uh. This dude's walking around all butt naked, butt naked, Dang. like literally. And it was like it was like maybe like twelve noon, one o'clock in the afternoon. Like it wasn't at night. Butt cheeks out, butt cheeks out, and everything. Like just crossing traffic was butt naked. I was like, wow, Damn. that happened in uh, San Francisco. Do you know what BART is? BART's like the underground train system there. Uh-huh. So there's the like a subway station type yeah. thing. And this guy was tripping. He was on something kind of psychedelic. He took off his clothes. He was naked and like looked like, um, oh, what's that? Uh, Mowgli, like the Jungle Book. Like <laughs> just all like his hair was all crazy. And he was muscular, right? Like, yeah, he was like Tarzan. I think that's where I was going. Okay. Um, but just like jumping butt ass naked up on top of like where you put your ticket in. And people were like, were so scared. Ladies were like running away. And well, I wouldn't know attacked. what to do. Like, I wouldn't know what to do either. Because like yeah. if you try to swing at him, his pee pee might touch him. Oh, I'm like, imagine oh, that. Nah. Because so, it could have anything on it. Like, that's what uh, I always say, man. If somebody ever wants to, like, they, they mean mug you in the street, bro. 
they look like they're about to beat you up. Just take off all your clothes. And just run after them? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what are you going to do? I guarantee you they'll stop. <laughs> they'll run? Dead in their tracks. They'll run. Yeah. That's yeah, so, funny. So if anybody wants to get a taste of like what, uh, you know, what, what can happen in Vegas, go watch that video. <laughs> yeah. It was just crazy. crazy. It was like broad daylight. There's people like driving and like this dude's in his car recording. I'm like, what the fuck? You know, dang, that's when I wish that I never wish this unless it's this type of scenario. Like, wish you could, like, we had a little system in already in us that we could just record, record it. Yeah, yeah record. I've but. Seen some weird well, they stuff. they got spectacles now, Snapchat spectacles. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. They do. Yeah, yeah those. They're still happening. They're just slow. They're like, <laughs> they're still know. happening. I think I think Instagram took a big yeah Snapchat. Jab, uh, Snapchat, yeah, because Snapchat was like. Big. The thing, like, remember, it was it was like Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat. Yeah, like, Snapchat had overtaken Twitter completely. Like, nobody even talked about Twitter for like two, three years, and then Snap, and then Instagram started taking copying all the features, borrowing all the features or whatever, <laughs> and then you know you started seeing Twitter go go up. Like Twitter, like I'm I'm actually on Twitter now, and I've deleted Snapchat from my phone. Oh, I was gonna ask you. I was never really on Snapchat. I kind of missed that yeah. whole thing. I don't like people knowing what I'm doing all the time. Plus the snap, the snap map. Have you ever heard of that? Uh uh-uh. uh. There's horror stories on YouTube. People talking about like because you know on Snapchat there's a snap map feature that they've enabled. You, they, your account's automatically enabled. Everybody who follows you knows exactly where you where you're at. Where that yeah. snap yeah. was taken. Like literally uh, down to the street. Yeah, to your yeah. house. So I would do a lot of Snapchats from my home. Yeah, Chuck knows the story. <laughs> and somebody goes like, oh. I didn't know you lived out here. I was like, Ooh. oh, oh, no. So, so, so from that moment, I deleted the app. I was like, uh, I don't need this. Uh, uh, no, I can't hang with. I've had some creepy stalkers uh, working on Hate Street. You just there's just fucking creepers, man. So, yeah, yeah. I'm not about the creepy stalkers. Do you have any? So. Do you have any crazy stories? Um, yeah, I've pro- I got a lot. <laughs> I would say one, um, one that really is a crazy ass story. It's so crazy. Okay. I'll make it really quick. Yeah. Um, I'm really into, I'm, I'm open to spiritual guidance and like psychic readings yeah. and energy readings, things like that. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, this guy was right before I moved um, out of San Francisco. I was still working at, on a H street and um, this guy looked like, like a black angel. Like he's like older black guy, but had these gray, like silver dreads that were shining in the, in the sunlight and was wearing all white, you know, like his like white linen flowy thing. Right. And, um, he came up to me and looked at me and I forget what he had said to me, but it was so like, that's exactly what I'm going through right now. How does he know? You know? And, um, and then he's like, well, you know, he said a couple other things. And so because I'm open to it and I have experienced it, I'm, I I thought, okay, this guy definitely is gifted. Like he knows what he's talking about. Yeah. And this is during the day. So he says, hey, um, do you got some time? I'll, I would like to give you a free energy healing. Like we could just go there. There's a part called the panhandle and it's real like um, it's big. It's It leads up to Golden Gate Park, but people ride their bikes. They play basketball. They jog. Like it's it's there's a lot of people there and it's just two blocks away from hate. So he's like, let's go over there where we could be off the busy street and and do this. So I'm thinking. I would uh, never go do something, but it's during the day. Yeah, you don't we're think out in the it. public, like we're out in the open. There should be nothing wrong with this. Yeah. So we go there. Oh, this is so bad, you guys. Oh, Jesus. So he's he's like, okay, so I'm just going to do like, um, I just, I feel you've got some blockage in your like 
third chakra, like, you know, like I'm going to do this technique. So he comes behind me. And what I think is weird is he pulls off like a, a branch from the tree. I can't remember if he grabbed it from the tree because it was dead or it was already on the ground. But it basically it's like this big branch with these dried up leaves on it. So it's kind of like you shake it. It sounds like. Yeah. So he's. Um, he stands behind me, he's like, chick, 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 from behind me. I hear this, chick, 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 and he's like, same some kind of mantra or some kind of something, right? Yeah. Um, and then I felt him getting closer to me, but I couldn't move. He paralyzed me. I don't know what he did, but he paralyzed me. So I, I knew what was going on, but I couldn't react to anything. I couldn't move my body. So I felt him get really close to me. And then he's like, almost done. But I feel him like thrusting behind me. Oh, and what? so, yeah. In broad daylight. In broad daylight. With the tree branch. With the fucking tree Shaking. branch. <laughs> and I was like, this is, this is not right. This isn't right. This is not right. Yeah. Um, and so I think he like blew a load in his pants. Like it felt like he what? came. Yeah. What? Totally. And at that moment, this girl was jogging by and we locked eyes. And my eyes were like, help me, help me. Like I was trying to like. Uh, and then she she kept going and then she turned around and was like wait like are you okay are you okay and she came up and like I don't know what she did and it, I felt like it broke the spell like I don't know if it was him getting caught or what it was like what all happened yeah and at that moment I was like whoa okay like I felt free and I just bolted off like took off running what the so the Damn. sad thing of this all is that out in our conversation prior so he has he's definitely gifted but he's using it to yeah he, he's he, abusing his he's abusing his power. his power um because we were having such a great conversation and i felt comfortable with him he yeah. made me feel so comfortable i told him i was on my break from work yeah. at where i work and so he showed up like five times throughout the like you know months later would come in and look for me at the store oh damn Stalker yeah status right there. and i just once i saw him i like ran to the back yeah damn. things like that and when i were, used to work at buffalo exchange people get really personal have you been a buffalo exchange yeah, well, yeah. ones with, Ro with rosemary oh that's right i <laughs> yeah. remember the story yeah. yeah so people can buy or sell their stuff right and they give you 30 percent cash or 50 percent trade Mm -hmm. um i used to be a buyer there um and people would bring in like stuff that was clearly stolen or um just ugh, you know you just knew when okay i should not buy this this thing but people even if not people just take it so to the butt like oh they didn't buy my stuff what's there's nothing wrong with this yeah. like whatever um people that happened to me twice where someone was so upset i didn't buy their things that they waited for me until we closed the shop and we locked the gate and then i hear like come around the corner like hey you didn't buy my stuff earlier and like i you know nothing personal yeah. and then just all in my face of how they need money and how you know blah blah blah, wow. blah yeah stuff like that would happen Damn, that's scary it's I really didn't scary know it was like that that's... yeah i feel like it's so much like H Street, though, is a little crazy. Hate Street is yeah. really crazy, and there's a lot of squatters you there. Say H Street? Hate. Hate Street? Oh, yeah, was... hate. It's spelled H-A-I-G-H-T. So was that close to like Fairfax? Street. Or no, Hate Street, whole... San Francisco. Fairfax is L.A. Oh, yeah. Hate yeah. Street. Hate. That's crazy. Yeah. And there was a lot of druggies trying to sell their stuff. Like You could tell people were on heroin, and they would just be in there waiting to be seen puffy fingers like passing out and like falling yeah. over and yeah it's well, a buffalo exchange is is crazy to work for that's why i'm glad i'm a guy i'm a dude like 
I I don't experience things like that, and I feel like I think feel like guys have it way easier when it comes to that because like I feel like females are also more like targeted, I guess. Targeted, you know? and it's hard as a female. Like this is all these years I've had to find my voice. Yeah. Like getting deep, I had I've like if we're going deep, it's about yeah. Now I'm I feel like I'm empowered and I could stand up for myself and be like no, like the no. But before it, there's so many years when I wanted to say no, but I felt like I couldn't. I wanted yeah. to not like make any trouble or just go along with it. And, um, or, you know, you get called a bitch just cause you say no. And yeah. it's like, what, why am yeah. I a bitch? Like there's mm. all these lines like that, you know, that yeah. you saying no, just automatically you're a bitch, but it's like, yeah. a, it's like a subconscious thing that, that dictates how you behave. Yeah. Damn. Like guys would holler. Um, yeah. I used to live in West Oakland and like they're, they're like, Hey, hey, mom! Like you just get hollered at everywhere. I'm walking because I walked and took the bus and public transportation everywhere. But you just ignore. Like, what am I supposed to just? Hey, what's up? Like, how's it going? Like, no. Some guys know? follow me on, like, what's follow up? Me on Instagram. Uh, like, yeah, and then they here, just keep, follow me on Instagram. <laughs> what you what? I'm like in sweats. Like, why are you hollering at me right now? Um, I feel like guys will forever holler at like. Just yeah. everybody. It's just the thing. Guys like, are humans. Creepy, man. You know, eighty percent of humans are normal. Like why? You... Fucking boring. But you're always gonna get that twenty percent. Yeah, there's twenty percent <laughs> cool people. There's always yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. There's some of it. There's everyone everywhere, right? And so yeah, I guess now I feel a little more confident um, expressing myself and and having a clear boundary um, of not to cross. Yeah. Whether, yeah. No matter who you are, you know. So, yeah. And Vegas has definitely taught, you know, especially being on the strip and um, like a lot of those venues, like girls definitely get taken advantage of. And I see it all the time, like get them drunk and then, you know. Yeah. um, Yeah, I was roofied once at Marquee. Me too. Oh, really? Well, not at Marquee though. Dang. Brooklyn. Brooklyn Bowl. Damn. At a Chromeo concert. (laughs) What? Yeah. Who does that? You know know what's odd is like, well, thank God no one was, whoever did it to me didn't yeah. follow me and take me home with them. Yeah, I'm lucky I had Chug with me. Yeah. And you know what? It just didn't click to me. I was like, wait a minute. Why are they buying me so many drinks? The thing is, too, uh, if you think about it, Rufi isn't just for like taking you back to the room. It's also yeah, like, it could I'm going like, to steal yo, your steal shit, you, yeah. yo. Because yeah. you're going to pass Which out most likely, most likely that was the case. Because, <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you yeah. don't know, bro. Uh, yeah, man. Could've been like, ooh. Yeah, I was puking ooh. everywhere. I was like, Yeah. Damn. Isn't that the worst? Like, oh, yeah. I felt... I fell asleep I've in my car. Never felt that way before. Luckily, the owner of Insert Coins and DJ Eighty Eight happened to be at Marquee that night and saw me. She saw me standing over. I remember. I don't remember anything besides like a slightly standing over a garbage can, just throwing up. Yeah. And that night, my friend was really. It was when LMFAO was really big, and they did their party rock night there at Marquee. Um, so that was her thing. She wanted me to wear these spandex, like cheetah print spandex, whatever the hell I was wearing. But I'm wearing spandex. She caught some guy behind me grabbing my ass while I was barfing in the garbage can. <laughs> That's so fucking bad. <laughs> Sorry for laughing. No, That's so I, but I'm like, it's one of those things. Like it's, it's one a, of those things where it's like I don't think it felt funny when it was happening. I don't know because no, I was so like, yeah, I'm I'm re- in this bar. But when you look back, it's like, uh, I know. think about that. Like, who the fuck yeah. did that? Like, get people out of here. People, people are, are weird. Like, what the hell? I hate hell? people so much. I love people, but I also hate so many people. Uh, yeah. It's just like, that's like shit. Like, 
I hope the worst shit happened to you that night. Yeah. I felt like death the next day. Like I was shaking. I couldn't stop shaking and throwing up. I couldn't eat anything. Yeah. I had the crazy fever and just, uh, yeah, that refeed is the worst. You feel like you're dead. <sighs> yeah. At least I did. I, I hate the feeling of even like hungover for, from drinking. That's why I don't drink anymore. Yeah, I just cut good that for off, you. Man. I need to. I think maybe that's why I had um, a migraine the other day. It said alcohol could do that. I it's like possible. when I'm DJing out, I get a lot of free drinks, M- yeah. not everywhere, but mostly. So you just even like, I'm not getting wasted, but a drink or two this night, then that night, it's then it's like four or five nights a week. I realize I've had like two drinks a night mm-hmm. and ugh. yeah, and- I mean, a glass of wine supposed to be all right for you every night yeah. or whatever moderation is the key moderation <clears throat> is the key yeah. Yeah. but not jack and coke you know what i mean like yeah. <laughs> no whiskey's been making me get dark now like oh I'm, no yeah whiskey does that it, yeah. that's, that's that's the type of liquor that it is like it literally brings out the anger and aggressiveness and, do you guys and, believe you. that do you yeah, guys I do. believe 100%. every alcohol has a different thing 100 percent. Yeah, yeah i do every time I, I like when i used to drink fireball whiskey like Oof. Ooh, fire, this was called right fireball whiskey yeah, yeah right. that cinnamon one <sighs> yeah, yeah dude I, first of all i i gotten to the point where i drink almost the entire bottle not the Dang. big big one but like the one under it Ugh, yeah it's like thick oh right? yeah yeah I, I sugar and, and it got to the Fucking point where sugar. like when i saw it i just like after that day i was like uh, and literally have never had a craving for it ever again it, i ruined the experience oh that's good the fuck out bro, of me bro i just yeah i got <laughs> i jumped sorry but well speaking of uh liquor where is uh your favorite place to eat out here in vegas while i go fix that background my favorite place to eat oh i love eating um i've got a few i i'm mostly vegetarian so are you really I, uh-huh. how long have you been vegetarian for um 18 years oh fuck so, well, not vegetarian, pescatarian. I'll oh, eat okay. fish. No, that's, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. that's good. Um, but I stopped eating red meat and chicken in two, 2000. You still do cheese though, right? I still do cheese. Okay. I don't drink milk. Like if I have cereal, yeah, like almond milk or something, uh-huh. but I love cheese. I mean, I grew up on a farm and we just like, we're all about cheese, cheese curds in so Wisconsin. Good. Cheese is Fuck. so good. Food is so good. But I hate you know it. what? I can't, uh, you got to watch when you watch the documentaries and you see all the abuse to the animals and the pussy cows and... Ugh, that's you know how, like, like shit i'm eating that i talk shit about people being not open-minded and stuff like the, a lot of that shit i know it's out there but i'm like sorry that was me guys I'm oh back. yeah that was king he fixed the light um <laughs> i don't know like i just i can't watch that. i can't it's because like it's when i see humans angel. you know get killed and stuff by accident on facebook because people are assholes and they'd be reposting videos and they automatically play sometimes oh yeah oh, facebook's God, getting better it. at that though. but um yeah finally yeah but uh I don't know. I can't watch an animal get killed because I think it's the fact that most of the time, the the thing is, animals are what is it? They're not conscious, so it's kind of fucked yeah. when they're getting mutilated like that, you yeah. know? Because they, it's like, damn, he doesn't have, and that's why I, I, I it sucks because I want to go vegan one day, but fuck, I love, I love meat. Yeah, I don't I know. I, I feel like there's this big old push. Tell me what you think, because I could be just coming from my perspective. There's this big old push on people going vegetarian, vegan, and being animal friendly and not, and seeing these documentaries and how they treat them and all that stuff. And it's kind of like made it unattractive to be a meat eater to like, you know, you know what I mean? Like in, in that, in that sense. But also I come from the perspective of like, we're at the top of the food chain and it's it's human natural it's natural to eat animals just like animals eat animals they're cannibalistic or whatever and they say that humans are supposed to not supposed to be meat eaters because if you look at our teeth 
were supposed to be herbivores or whatever. Right. But I mean, I just feel like there's nothing wrong with eating animals, but the torture behind it. Yeah. That's what I'm against. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you know, and, but how do you support it? How do you support not being against that abuse, but also eat animals? And I feel like that's where I'm at dilemma wise. Like it's um locally sourcing your food, knowing where it comes from. And I'll say this coming from a, being a farmer, um, we had um, dairy cows and um, corn and beans. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, the my dad was pushed out of the business because it's all about big farming. Yeah. And it's it's sad, but Monsanto. you know, like yeah, and all that. My my dad's crops. He has to rent out his farmland to other farmers to do it because there's so many years where the weather, you know, ruined all the crops, and the the it's the pesticide game. Like the pesticides are so bad, and they. Once they get you using it, you can't get out of it. There's no getting out of it. What do you and mean by the pesticide game? Like what you have to use the pe- they make you use the pesticides on these on these farms. Yeah. And then the pesticides, like anything else, the land, um, it becomes immune to it, right? And then you got to ante up the dose or change up the pesticide, and um, so it's just so much money, yeah. and it's a it's a money pit. It really is. And there's like once you use it, you can't stop using it. Like I said, so. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, my dad lost a lot of money. Could you imagine like you're out? My dad worked so hard growing up. You see like as a farmer, they're waking up at five in the morning to milk the cows. And then you're spending all the time planting the seeds and doing all that. So, but you have bad weather there when all your hours and days and months of just nonstop farming Damn, and you have nothing. And you're even in the negative because you had to buy all of those pesticides. Mm. Um, and you had to buy it. And you had to buy it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, the cows, he couldn't keep up with it. It's just like you, it's hard to, uh, there's not that support for local farmers like that. But there needs yeah. to be because those are the people that are taking care of the animals. And, um, yeah. You there's know. A, a, what's it called? Farmer's market out here in Vegas, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's you, a, you there's several. Uh-huh. You can actually go and get like cage-free eggs and all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely more expensive, but it's worth it. It's yeah. worth it for everyone because you're supporting somebody else. You're supporting the farmer um, and you'll they know what they feed their animals. And, yeah. Um, yeah. I've always, I've always came to that dilemma of like, you got to raise that animal before you kill it. I don't want to get to know it. No, and you that's I mean? sad too. Yeah. I would like, oh, it's I used like, to see the if cows. I had, if that was my pig or that was my cow, I wouldn't want to kill it. That's mine. You know what I mean? No. So. Yeah, it's just not, just trying to eat more locally, I, I would say, is a, yeah. is a great is a good um, step. Because Wait. even they say when you're killing the animal, um, if it's violent, that their muscles are all tensed and it's, yeah. you know, there's yeah. all those things. Yeah, that's one of the things we also talked about on this podcast is, uh, Somebody had mentioned, I don't know, maybe somebody, I don't know if somebody mentioned it or if I heard it somewhere, but like essentially when you eat an animal, like if it was mistreated, all that gets ingrained into it's like meat yeah, and everything. Like yeah. And when you eat it and, and when you that. eat it, it affects your brain as well. It you does. know what I mean? So it's all like, it has to do with like energies and literally like, you know, uh, what are they called, bro? Hormones? Yeah. yeah hormones, yeah. Yeah. It's everything. But it is. That's so true. We we uh, I've had pig in uh, Mexico, like for quinceañeras. It's very common out in Mexico. Like whenever you have like, like a, a party, pig roast? Yeah, yeah. Well, literally, like they'll bring a big old. Yeah, like, I had hog. to leave. I had yeah. to leave. Oh yeah, I, yeah. You were there. I was like, you yeah, were I gotta there. go because they were gonna kill but it. But right it was there. But it was quick. Oh, it was quick. It's quick, you know? but like you know, I'm like, ah. you don't want to. Mm. You don't. I'll yeah. just eat it after, but yeah. I, I don't want to see it 
Because yeah. then in my ignorant brain, I'm like, oh, but then, I didn't see it. Didn't but happen. then it's like, dude, are you, are you ignorant, Chuck? Because you refuse to look at the That's animal what I just said. this last... That's what I just said. That's what you said? I was like, I'm going to be ignorant. And I'm uh, going to just be okay. like, oh, no, I didn't see it get yeah. killed. So I'm going to still eat it because I still ate the pig. Yeah. <laughs> it was yummy. I can't lie. Yeah. But I'm getting to that point where I just want to start doing it just because, yeah, food, it makes me feel like shit. Whenever I have hamburgers or anything and bacon, and this isn't trying to be like, oh, everybody go vegan. But it's true. Like, it makes you feel heavy. It makes you feel fucking, like, shitty. And a lot of vegan food, I can eat it. Even if it's, like, bad vegan food, like, processed and all that, it still doesn't make me, as like, feel as heavy as, like, meat does. Mm-hmm. You know? And chicken still makes me feel heavy. Fish, no, not really. It's, like, probably the lightest out of all the meats. Yeah. But, I mean, like. But now we're talking like all the mercury and yeah, like there's just of course. all the oil There's always spills. something. How do you guys like, feel about Wendy's? Because they always preach about how like their meat's fresh <laughs> or whatever. I don't know. I was telling him uh, I've been vegetarian or pescatarian since for 18 years now. Oh, pescatarian. Yeah. So I'll eat, so I'll eat seafood. Okay. You like sushi? What about um, like a fish sandwich from Wendy's? I do like Wendy's. sushi. Hey. Um, I haven't had that. Should I have it? No, I was just wondering. What was it? Like, like any fish. From I'm not like, really a fast food girl. I'll do um, uh, In and Out because oh. they'll do grilled cheese animal style. <gasps> so good. Grilled cheese animal style? Yeah. I didn't know they could do that. That's they part of their that. secret menu or something. Yeah. Damn. Now you know. I, I found out about the protein burger when I was doing keto. Oh, okay. And I was cutting carbs. Yeah. yeah. You still go to In and Out and get that burger oh, double, yeah. double, double with just the lettuce out, outside instead of bread. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like lettuce wraps. Lettuce Wait, wraps did, did you end up tasty. telling Chuck what your favorite place to eat was? Because I didn't, I didn't hear that part. Did I? No. No. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, that's what, how we started talking about vegetarian. Yeah. Because I, <laughs> yeah. like, oh. I like the veggie spots. Vegination. You know, like, I like vegination. Yeah. Um, Cornish pasty has a really tasty. Um, I've never been yet. Oh, it's so good. good. I think I've heard of it. Somebody mentioned it to us. It's They're on like Charleston. Hot pockets, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, they're so good. You should go. Yeah, I Let's love go. that. Um, what else do I really love? Um, I'm a. I love Asian food. Like I love Thai food. I could have Thai food like six days a week. Yeah. Um, Japanese food, Vietnamese food. I love. Um, Pho. Is, I love uh, is dim sum uh dim sum i i haven't found dim sum here that i like okay. um chinatown in san francisco has some really great dim sum yeah um but here i'm having a hard time finding the vegetarian ones or it'll Ooh, be like yeah. oh um, oh yeah because it does it's have got shrimp but then there's like pork yeah. in it ping ping pong is good where is I that is that on spring mountain um what's that one that looks like a i Chinese think that's in ca- palace like station so yeah you're right oh, okay so sahara but um the calamari there is fucking good. I I, I might hear be about sure. is, I love calamari though. Yeah, calamari is tasty. Oh yeah. my god! Someone told me that it's a thing going on. That oh god! Pig buttholes and intestines <laughs> it's are. Calamari? It's They're selling it as calamari. I would have doubted it. Fucking goddamn it! I know. You can't trust anything though. You like can't. it's crazy. Are you like, talking about pig intestines? Yeah, like tripa. I, have you ever? calamari it's called tripa in spanish or maybe it's buttholes it's definitely like a part of the pig it's something like, it's, a, it's part of the pig I that it. uh <laughs> yeah i've never been able to do that i was i was well Liver, I, I, like, I grew ugh. up with like like my my mom is like a she was also like a rancher in mexico uh-huh so we ate everything we every part of the pig yeah keem's yeah. which is amazing yeah. keem's like yeah. uh, like when you eat chicken wings i'm like damn dog how do you do that shit because like when i eat the chicken wing like if there's any hard pieces or anything, I have to. That ruins my meal. I yeah. sick Dude, I like, eat. I, I eat the. Uh, <laughs> you, you know when beast. you go to sushi and and you get the uh, the shrimp tempura or whatever. Yeah. Uh, how it has like the little tail. Uh-huh. You eat the I whole eat, thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. See, I, I never do that. I eat everything. I'll let it go to waste. Yeah, yeah that's well, good that's though. Great. I respect I like that. that. <laughs> I do. I do respect that. 
Yeah. And there's this place called uh, Orchid's Garden. That's where I, I just started going there for dim sum. Okay. It's pretty good. They have this like bun. It's like a... With a bean? No, it's not bean. It's like a bun, Pork. but it's got like a yellow... I have a video on my phone to show you later. Okay. It's like a yellow little like cream inside. Mm. I'm pretty sure it's vegetarian because there's no meat in it, but it's so good. Ooh. I literally like... I, I over ordered and, and they let you take it home, so I brought it home the other day. Because isn't the bun a little sweet? Yeah, kind yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah. I love that shit, dog. Yeah. I know. I, think, I love breads. Uh, breads see, so and that's good. how I feel about cheese, too, because I heard so many bad things about milk, and it's like, God damn it. God damn good. it. Oh. Yeah. Um, I just hate it. Yeah, there's a few documentaries that link it to cancer. Um, dairy but everything's cancerous at this right? point. Like, yeah. Dude, have you guys seen that show Black Mirror? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's crazy because... What episode are you referring to? <laughs> I, I mean, I've seen them all. It's funny. I went on a binge this last week when I wasn't feeling good a few days. Oh, wait, um, for, you went on a binge of Black Mirror recently? Yeah, because I've never seen it before. Oh, so now God. they're all right here. And wait, have, like, you, have you oh, watched all of it? All I four did. Seasons? I watched all four. I haven't watched what, all four seasons. What, what's been your favorite episode? Oh, shoots. I'm not sure, actually. Um, that last one had a cool twist to it. The very last one where the guys got the Black Museum. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was my favorite from that season. Yeah. Oh, is that the last sure. season? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that one was really good. Yeah. Or you spoiler. know what was funny? Like the little, um, the one before that. And it was like, I, I missed the beginning of it. But then it had those mechanical dogs. dogs. Yeah. You know, we're close like, to that, oh! right? You know, we're close to that. Damn. We're getting there. Like, yeah. Have you heard of uh, Boston Dynamics? Uh-uh. Boston Dynamics is this company. I, I would have said Boston, Boston. <laughs> but they do uh, robots. So they do like actual. Like, I, mean, I don't know if you've ever seen those viral videos that go on YouTube and Facebook. But it's like this robot who can now walk and they can actually do obstacle courses. So can like, do backflips. You can do backflips. Um, jump off a table and land on his feet. Um, there's like two. There's like three boxes or three platforms at different heights, and it'll jump from one to the other and balance itself perfectly. Because in yeah. the world of like robotics, like I remember yeah. back in the day, Honda. I think it was Honda who made like the first walking guy, and oh, it was yeah. super shitty and it kept falling. Oh yeah, because it's very hard. But now these fucking things are like running up fucking like boxes and shit. Like that shit's scary. That's scary. Yeah, That's scary. Really and also is. like the all the technology. Like okay, we have it. It's all in us. And like with that one episode where they're just with the button, they're just going through all oh, their, yeah, memories they're resetting their memories and, memories and stuff. Uh, I'm gonna oh. I'm gonna show you the 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 dog one okay. that Boston Dynamics has. Uh, <laughs> doesn't it look just like it? Like, Dang, it does. That looks just like it. Yeah, oh, I think that's wow. where they got it from. Yeah, so it's it's like a, and it's crazy because uh, they actually have one of these that's trained to eat meat, that's like so flesh, stupid. like literally. What? Yeah. Did it? Is it yeah. really? Yeah, there is. Yeah, Google it. Yo, or how Google about it, the folks. episode that had the oh, military God. guys and they've got oh my they God. see like real people as zombie that type. Did they see them like, as one. like rats or something like that? They called them um, what did they call them? roaches? Roaches. Yeah. I didn't something see like that, that one. Yeah, this basically it, it talks about how like these people who go into the military, they're brainwashed uh, to see the enemy as something that's less than them. So like they literally see them as like deformed people, or like well we gotta get rid of them because they're infectious or whatever. And it's they're li they're literally regular people or they're just poor, but they're looked at the way they see them through their Damn. vision. So real. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's dude, so it's real. crazy. It's so real. Black Mirror is such a good show. It, it is. I, I like I like the one where it's like the kid who was like a pedophile. Oh kid. my god, that one! What is it called? Shut up and dance. I think it's called. Yeah, that's what that it's called. Yeah. Oh wow, they you catch people um, doing these bad things and yeah. um, through the camera and their on laptop their on yeah. their phone. 
Yeah, and then so they get their number and they're texting them to do all these bad things or else they're going to put it out, blast it out to the whole public. And the yeah. family and everything. like So like your family can see what you were looking at and have a video of you looking at it. And they're like, oh, I don't want to take it out. So they literally are texting this number and they have to do everything that that number texts them to do. Otherwise, that will, that will get out. But yeah. the way it ends is crazy. It <laughs> is. You're like, what? Yeah, yeah. I love Black Mirror for that. Like yeah. they do, they do some things that I'm like, you question it too. You're like, damn, is that wrong or would that be right? Like the memory one. Yeah. Like in a way, if you knew your moments were so good at the beginning and you know all this stuff ruined you, but you can erase it and it'd make it the same like how it used to be, like would you do it? Like I was like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Check it out, check I it out, Craig. Look at that. Look at that. So they're gonna show you this video right now. That's the robot right there. Look, so you wow. see, it? you see how real it is. Look at this jumping on boxes. It, yeah, we're looking that's, at Boston Dynamic videos. Oh, is that a slow motion? Yeah, they show a slow motion of you looking at that robot. I'm telling you, folks, we're like a couple years out, man. I'm telling you. Here's my here's my theory. I think they're gonna mainstream these these things where like they're gonna replace animals and stuff, and we're gonna oh, I want that little dog that will go out and get my mail and go get me my groceries or whatever, like all this crazy stuff. And we're gonna have like five years of peace, you know? Like we're gonna be great, living at the top of the food chain. These things are obeying us. And then one guy is going to come in and ruin it for the rest of us. Yep. Always. <laughs> Always. Yeah. I feel like that's the way like any any apocalypse, rev- like anything ever happens. It's one guy and he just puts a bad line of code in there and ruins it for everybody else. Yeah. yeah. Like that one with the bees. Oh, yeah. Or the bomb. Yeah. The yeah, one on Black like, Mirror. Yeah. 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 Just programming. Well, what do you guys think about being watched all the time or documented and like, all right, it, logging um, there's some kind of database logging everything we've looked up and yeah yeah i mean how does I, that make you my feel? whole thing i hate it but at the same time i don't do anything bad so i don't really like i don't mind but that's i feel the like they're gonna do it no matter what as yeah. much as we hate it as much as we put our little feet down yeah and i say little is because that's all we have is nothing against them yeah because the one thing us humans don't do is come together and I just feel like there's so much we have to fix in ourselves before we can even hit anything at that power. Mm. Because mm. they, whatever they're doing, they got control over us. Who's they, bro? I don't know. Yeah, whatever they? the big ones are. <laughs> I, I the- feel. I feel like like it's 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 inevitable. You know, like us merging with technology and you right. know you getting injected with nanobot technology where they can cure cancer and make you live forever or whatever like all that stuff people people fear it because they're they're kind of like old school where they're like no like even you your phone being able to recognize your face on iphone like the, these governments now have a database of all these faces that can recognize you anywhere you know like it only takes somebody to change something about it to make it bad or whatever but it's like i feel like it's an it's inevitable and it will happen um I mean, it's it's to better our species, and I feel like I feel our species should always be advancing. Right. Um, and I I don't know. So how do you feel about it? Yeah. How do you feel about it? Um, I'm I'm not into it. I mean, I like technology. Um, I don't want to be watched and everything I do, and like, yeah, I'm not doing anything wrong, but I feel like me talking about oh, I don't agree with what Trump said that's recorded and then something happens where now i'm a terrorist i'm considered a terrorist because yeah. i'm not, uh, okay. I'm not going along with the the, our, the agenda mm-hmm. yeah so um, i mean technically i heard if you put in bomb or hacking into google i think it's bomb you instantly get put on this list like no matter what oh we're screwed <laughs> yeah i think we're all screwed <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, because people are like, oh, that guy just photobombed me. It doesn't matter. How to photobomb somebody. This is what the one thing I heard, and it's crazy. Like, you know, um, what's that thing you spit into the thing and then get their DNA back? Oh, 23andMe? Did you know, like, they can sell your info? Oh, yeah. To the insurance company? Easily. So, meaning, if you have, they find a genetic thing linking to cancer or anything, insurance might not be able to cover your cancer. Because they, they, they have the information and they have, Damn, and if you lied deep. on it, and if that's you lied deep. on it, because yeah. if you lie on your thing, they can be like, no, you lied. You said you didn't have it. Yeah. We checked your, we got these things back, this information back saying it's in your genetic line. Yeah. You lied to us. So that means we're not covering shit. It's deep, bro. But you know, like they, that can be a conspiracy. Yeah. I, I don't think it's a conspiracy. Yeah. Okay. But it, it sounds we, like we something say, that could happen. We say yeah. this on this channel because people get offended but <laughs> yeah you it's don't a touchy know. subject it's you a don't touchy know such. you don't know you don't know <laughs> there, there, there's a lot of things that are that i feel like are pretty good conspiracies out there i mean i mean just look at the way like the government spies on people constantly like when when who was it the, the guy that revealed um the t something the, snow yeah uh, i was gonna say john snow <laughs> uh what's in it the wikipedia yeah guy. edward wikileaks I, Edward Snowden? Snowden, Snowden, yeah, <laughs> something like that. Something like that. And he and we he uh, he basically revealed that um all Americans are like their phone calls are being monitored and everything is being stored and they're being listened oh, to. I thought you were talking There's about no the, privacy. Was it that? I thought it was also yeah, it was the, Snowden. I thought it was the um the other guy too. It was the, the one who uh, released all the military things. The WikiLeaks. I think it was somebody else, but he got like he's you know I think he's in jail forever, but yeah. I heard like they're watching, like he's in this room and it's an open glass room and they have security guards watching him 24 seven. Wow. Yeah. And literally every single day, like when he poops, pees, anything, they're watching him 24 seven. Well, have you guys ever heard, have you ever, have you seen the movie Sicario too? No. The new, uh-huh. There's a new movie called Sicario. It's, it's like a cartel movie, all that stuff. But there's this one scene where they were kind of like, it was the military and it, it was it was really interesting to me, bro, because it's basically the government is trying to get rid of this Mexican cartel, but the government doesn't want to be seen doing all that stuff. So they hire these assassins and these people from other countries to take care of the problem with them. And it ever gets too crazy, they start completely completely detaching from them. But there was this one scene where they're like, okay, we're gonna give you a budget of like twenty million, thirty million dollars, or whatever, for your whole team. And they have the technology, basically, where they can use satellites to triangulate people down below. So they can literally, like, okay, tap into that cell phone, tap into that, zoom in, and you can see literally the entire thing. Almost almost as if it was a TV show. Dang, yeah. 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 So, I mean, I don't know. It's just one of those things that puts thoughts in the back of my head of, like, of going, you know, is this happening? Is it really? Is this something that's, is it just made to be, like, movie? Oh, it's just a movie, but it's really, like, the best way to hide is in plain sight, right? Yeah, right. Let's just show you exactly what we're doing so that way you think it's science fiction. So when somebody shows you talking about it, oh, you you got that from a movie. Get out of here. You're crazy, you know? And that's the thing. They make you feel like you're crazy, you know? Oh, you're just watching too many movies, sonny boy. (laughs) Yeah. I try not to put things on my social media about that. I've gotten into trouble for it i feel like or yeah, yeah people are just so quiet. opinionated about it and yeah. then i don't like to yeah i don't know it's yeah. it's touchy it's definitely touchy i but... put up a <clears throat> the shooting the last that shooting over by mandalay bay uh, my friends had friends that were bartenders at that event that mm-hmm. when it happened they all recorded everything on their phone mm-hmm. 
um, and f- they had to leave their phone behind and they had to come get it then like two days later or something like that from the police they 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 deleted everyone's videos yeah <sighs> there was one that made it out I'm not gonna say anything about the Vegas shooting as far as like it being a conspiracy but it just doesn't there's a lot of uh, things that just automatically don't make sense like why isn't why isn't there a known cause of why it happened and all that stuff like and i actually did see a video that was put out i I can't say it was edited or wasn't edited i just saw a video it was on youtube somebody uploaded and it it, like there was there were shots from there were from two different locations right i'll say that much and it sounded pretty real and it came out literally the day that it was i don't know i just feel like there's a lot of weird stuff that happened with that situation but isn't there always Um, like a over like a bigger picture for what why they do that you know what i mean like and like when 9-11 happened oh yeah yeah like martial like they can put all that martial law in and all that and like they want to do all that so what was the bigger picture for this because usually there is did you guys hear anything i'm I'm just i'm i would assume gun control i mean i mean look at i mean literally ever since like you know sandy hook and all these all these school shootings the people are getting and it might take five years might take 10 years but i feel like the ultimate goal is like to just get rid of people having guns period because if nobody has them then how can they defend themselves but then yeah it's also the thing how can they defend themselves right Right. or 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 we go back to the situation of like okay well let's say we ban guns completely this is like completely off the morning dinner yeah (laughs) but it's just like let's say we do get rid of guns completely well guess what now that only the criminals have them right you know what i mean so what's the point in in the worst black market right exactly it's about i think we should be able to have guns but knowing how to use them and yeah Oh, we don't need some crazy. I'm, I'm like, all I'm all for like you know m- putting more laws where it makes it harder to get a gun. The whole thing is though, you know right, background right. checks, yeah. uh, mental health checks, like all that stuff. I'm, right. I'm all for it. But when you're kind of completely ban something, I mean, you know, was it? Uh, it's a statistic that like when they ban guns in 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 uh, England. They banned guns, and yeah, the the gun deaths went down completely. But the knife, but the, knife the knife, the knife stabbings went. 400 percent up you know what wow, i mean like yeah the people will people always find ways will find a way no matter what and so, that's the and that's not which a, way that's not a conspiracy that's yeah, not yeah. a conspiracy that's a fact that yeah. is a fact. so just you know like that facts. that guy in china like he just they killed like oh, what guy maybe this was maybe like a few years ago but there was like a big knife attack and like a hundred people that. died in china oh. like fuck i think it was china i don't want to keep saying stuff but look it up it was like a huge knife attack and killed hella people with knives. Kill more people than this guy in the fucking building did. Yeah. That's fucking scary. Yeah. To me, that's like, if somebody loses it, past the point of if it's government control or whatever, like, yeah, they're going to do whatever they can to take out as many people. So, well, can't since, really since, take since, anything away. Since we're way off topic, yeah. know, let, let me yeah. just ask this last question. Uh, and I just found out about this uh, today. If, did you hear about the little boy uh i don't know where he's from or you know i think he's like from the clark county school district uh i think that i read that in the article but there's this little boy he's like he's like in elementary school or middle school or something and it's for halloween day or whatever like like or uh, there was like a spirit week for halloween or something at his school yeah um and he basically went dressed as hitler Dang. <laughs> and it was like it was because the haircut that he had and all that stuff and it, and it was just like all over the news like this is outrageous people are losing their minds about it how do you guys feel about that uh, i don't know because that's a hard one yeah but it's also meant to be a costume 
You know what I mean? But it, it, then you do get to that double edge sort of like, okay, well, that's actually a real thing, not a fiction thing. You know what right. I mean? Like where you dress up as a ghost, you're like, okay, it's a fiction thing. Or you dress up. But when you dress up as, dress up as somebody who actually was responsible for the murder of millions. millions yeah. It's kind of like, eh. And there's, the thing is there's pe- still people alive who will see that and they don't they don't it's not funny to them no like they actually they have family who suffered because of that right you know so i wouldn't do that if my kid wanted to go out dressed as hitler yeah. i would not allow that it's one of those things you just joke about with your friends you don't yeah. actually do how it. old was the kid <laughs> he's like 10 12 years old like he's a young kid a little, little kid yeah you know well i could be, could i be truthful like i remember when i was a little kid i didn't know that sign was bad and i drew it uh. once in art class because I just thought I literally, and this is so fucked, dude. I legit, I legit just. I remember I was the like swastika? in history class. Yeah, I didn't Damn. really, I didn't really put two to two together. Yeah. Like, but I drew it and I liked it. I was like, oh, that that's that sign's cool. It looks cool. I was thinking of it as a symbol. Yeah. Like you know, like tribal. Yeah, like or kind of like that S that everybody <laughs> yeah. drew in middle school. Yeah. yeah. Hey, did you ever the hear about that? The little the Stussy, S. Yeah. That's the Stussy yeah, yeah. S. That's a that's a Stussy oh, S. Yeah, I found that out and I tri- it tripped me out. The S that everybody was drawing, really? Yeah. Bro, that was like fifth grade Stussy's when I was drawing been around that. for really? a minute, bro. He's been... I think since the 80s, Sean right? Sean Stussy's like a... Then he's a genius. Yeah, because that, everybody that was, was doing that, but nobody knew where it came from. <laughs> but o- over saying everything, like I didn't... My intentions on... This this kid might be different because yeah. he did the whole costume, yeah. but my intentions were zero negative. And yeah. many people want to say like, nah, Chuck, you're fucking... You're... A, nazi or whatever like i yeah. literally didn't even think of that i was just like i like the symbol yeah you know what i mean like it's like the pentagram like i i, I used to draw that you're shit like it's not so knowing symmetrical. that shit like i'm so fucking because i i guess i was stupid too like i just didn't get shit and i didn't yeah. put two together i'm like i mean but that's a whole nother level too of it being uh just dark ignorant humor. no dark humor oh. like you know what i mean like the kid yeah. dressing up like yeah that. If the kid was like <laughs> dark humor and doing it like, like then it's like you little piece of shit like it's funny it's fun, <laughs> it's funny because because it happens in real life and we think it's outrageous but then we see it on south park and we laugh like, yeah ah, you know what i mean because right. of, because of the setting the cartoon too. you know what i mean the cartoon yeah and then like the school board i don't know if the school board did something but i think so what do you feel about it i don't know man no. it's, i don't it's it's tricky because i get it being a joke but it, we also live in a time where everything's sensitive. When every every everybody is like very defensive and and sensitive, and it, it you need to take that into account. I mean, if you're gonna live with people, you kind of have to feel what they think and know what what's socially acceptable. Right. You know, I mean, you're not gonna go wear blackface to a party, right? Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, it's a it's a joke, but it's also like, why would you? You know what I mean? Yeah. There's, so that, I mean, that costume tricky. ain't even tight. Like that shit ugly. Hitler was fucking ugly <laughs> as fuck. Like he's goofy fucking looking. Dude, Genghis Khan. Remember we were talking about Genghis Khan? Mm-mm. Have you ever heard of Genghis Khan? Yeah. Murdered so many people that it literally affected the carbon footprint of, uh, on this earth. Like literally. Oh. Yeah. So many people got. I don't. I. I. I don't know how many, but I would say millions of his own people too. You know. So crazy. There's so many trippy things. Sorry we got a little dark on this side. No, <laughs> it always happens. Did. This is a good podcast. I thought we were going to get perverted. Yeah. We got dark. I guess it's just the whole thing is being open-minded, not letting shit affect you as much as you... Because like, the mind is a fucking very powerful thing. Yeah. And you can change your emotions instantly. As yeah. much as like there's depression and all that shit, and I do believe in it, yeah. But your mind is fucking crazy. Like I had to... 
I don't know. I just live day by day, like, getting more excited. Maybe because I watch too many animes and shit, but, like, this an- new anime I watched, like, it literally, like, I don't know. It mimicked exactly what I thought what happens when you die. And oh. it's stupid shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's, but it literally fucking, whoever wrote it, like, I want to find the writer and shit. That's how I felt about Coco. Like, I was like, Coco? Remember Coco? Oh, oh yeah. The Disney movie? That shit's kind of tight. It's like, tight. I wouldn't be mad if, like, that was it. Like, yeah. that'd be tight. Like, I'm with that. Like, yeah, you got to look at these things, these dark things, and look at them in a positive light. Yeah. There you For go. For sure. Too much yeah. negative in this fucking yeah. world. We there need more is. positive. Because negative will shine through anything and instantly. Want, and you want to know what's positive? DJ Cricket. Woo! Oh, yeah. Thank you so much, Cricket. We, we actually do have some questions, though, from people who oh, yeah. uh, oh, sent, okay. them, sent them in. Um, How at, have we been going, by the way? I want to <laughs> say in two hours. Dang. Two hours. We'll finish this up with these questions. Yeah, we'll finish okay. up with these questions, a few of them. Um, Fly Girl Ra- at Fly Girl Raquel wants to know, how do you describe your style and what's your favorite house track to dance to oh she would ask that so actually raquel is the one i went with raquel and my sister to utah for just a day to see this chromeo show for the oh, show. Nice. yeah shout out because she's um b girl we knew each other through the breaking scene um and uh yeah she's pr so wait what was the um you what what and what <laughs> uh how do you What's describe happening? your style i love you raquel how do you describe uh, your style and what's your favorite house track to dance to um, my style and it was in what? Anything? I would imagine if you're talking about music. Uh, music. No, I would say fashion, fashion style. Funky, How would you describe your fashion style? I think style? funky and eclectic. I think me all together is just eclectic, flamboyant. whether it's my music or what I'm wearing. Um, yeah, flamboyant. I like to, I is like, I call com- conversational pieces. Ah. Something that's going to strike a conversation, whatever mm-hmm. it is, because it's that well, loud sure. or it's... The unique u- unique yes okay um and what's your favorite house track to dance to um the fire probably burns. like you know what <laughs> i love around the world that's one of my favorites oh, yeah. like classic um daft, daft punk. Punk. punk yeah around the world that video was so fun yeah. like that just was yeah. a, that whole album and that song was a pinnacle time for me so at uh, 24k spirit wants to know nice. what's next for dj cricket what is next? That's a loaded um, question. That is. I, I Like I said earlier, I want to go on tour. I want to tour. I want to get more into the festival um, and concert circuit um, where people are going specifically for the music. And um, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, that's what I want to go to. And for um, clothing, I want someone to run my shop. So stuff is selling. And um, I want to take the party, Playhouse, um to new york uh, LA. i want to take it worldwide definitely want to yes. go to japan that's for sure in the uk i feel yeah. like those are soon those yeah it's i almost had so i had to cancel because i didn't have enough money but shout out to dj zimmy that's a good um friend of mine mentor um he tours with dj jazzy jeff Ooh, damn yeah we all know him we all know him yep and um yeah so he invited me they're on a tour right now all over the place and say like, hey if you want you can meet us in tokyo Ooh. you know like you could we'll have well you can hang with anything we do like we go out to dinner Jeff's so cool like you can have uh, dinner with us and then you'll be backstage at the concert and the show and like that's tight you know wouldn't that have been so <laughs> yeah. epic i just don't uh, um the timing is not right but anywho 
That's just what what I'm putting out there. I want to. You put it down to the world and it will happen. Yes. Yep. The law of attraction. Fruition. There Woo-hoo! you go. Um, at Blonde and Restless wants to know, what's some artists who inspire you other than Pharrell? Oh, nice. These are cute. These are um, Rosemary's friends, by the way. I met them through <laughs> Rosemary. Shout out Rosemary. Shout out Rosemary. Thank you, Rosemary. Yay. She's the best. Um, her and her crystals. Her and her crystals. <laughs> Yay. Love it. Healing. We need it. Um, I, I love Daft Punk. I love Disclosure. I love, um, I don't know. There's so many. James Brown for sure. Like I'll listen to James Brown all day, every day. Takashi 69. Zap and Roger. Uh, yeah. Oh, Zap and Roger. That's that's, that's OG. A, that's like I love. I grew up on Zap and Roger. Yeah. I love. That's like when I'm, you know, that kind of sound, just keyboards and synths and the talk box. And, oh yeah, talk um, box. Like, ugh. Yeah. It just feels good. Like I want to drive to that music. Yeah. I just want to do everything to that music. Um, we have another one. Oh yeah, just real quick. Yeah. Kim's a beast at the talk box. I heard that oh, on a previous episode. So I really oh, got to hear you. He's yeah. Dope. yeah. I put it all the way. I don't have it up right now, but I can send you a video. Yeah. A send video me a recording. video. Yeah, he's dope. I want to get back on it. I want to get back on it, but I want, I want, I want to start recording, but I just don't like, I don't have the time to make my own music. So if anybody's out there who wants to feature funky music, yeah, if I, something I can hop on, I'll be gladly to lend my skills. Yeah. Diamond Ortiz. Yeah, high four gonna, deal. You gotta, have you heard of Diamond Ortiz? No. That's the homie. He lives in LA. He's from the Bay. Um, he, you could check out his Instagram. He posts up videos all the time of him um, with the talk box and on his keyboards. And then he plays the bass too. And he'll kind of do like a video that has him doing all the, oh, nice. all the different things. He's dope. Yeah, yeah. he's dope. Super. Uh, there, there's a community of talk boxers out there. There is. I noticed. Yeah. It, wasn't a, it, wasn't, it wasn't there when I was coming up like back in 2008, 2009. Uh-huh. But like I just, I recently met, because I know uh, this guy MC Magic and he does a lot of talk box music. Like oh, he, awesome. that's, that's a lot. He actually got his keyboard from um uh zap and roger like wow. I, one, one of the brothers gave it to him after roger passed away wow yeah. that's but, amazing but i get to, i got to do photography and video for him uh when i met him back in like, 2010 uh and just recently we both tried like beginning of this year we traveled to nashville to film a video and i got to meet the guy who did the intro for bruno marsh's 24 karat oh that's yeah. awesome mr. talk box yeah mr. mr talk box shout out mr talk box coolest dude man coolest dude shout out really, to mc magic shout out to mc magic yeah We'll try to get him on here too. Yeah. Um, at Young Pretty Homie wants to know if you have <laughs> hey. any tips for thrifting and being able to tell what era something is from and its Ooh. significance. Oh, I love that. That's a really good question. Um, my tips are that you don't just look in, like, let's say I'm a small, don't just look in the smalls, look in all the sections mm. because people put stuff in random places. Sometimes mm. I find really cool like a dress, for example, and like the size 12 thing that's like a four or what have you. You know, you just yeah. don't know where you're going to find something. Um, so look in every section. Um, if you're in a hurry, I do different kinds of thrifting. Like, all right, this time I have got an hour. I like to spend at least an hour at a savers, but sometimes I like just have 20 minutes. So I set a timer and I look for, 
I just kind of like power strut it through all the aisles, but I just like my, my hand, I allow my hand to go along the clothing and I, it's really funny, but it's like, you can feel something. You want to feel the material? I want to feel the material and I can just see like a print or a pattern or like whatever I'm trying to like really look for. It just comes out at me. Super Saiyan shit. Yeah. (laughs) Found it. it. Um, Know the days that the sales are um, and go early. There you go. Um, so Mondays, Savers does 50% off everything in the store. Um, I go early and I just kind of do a circuit. And Is there a day up. like they refill everything up? Every at a day, time? all day. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. Um, and then look for, I always look for quality, like, or the, the um, I'm not going to buy something that has holes all over in it or yellow stained armpits or um, for women. Sometimes women don't wear underwear and there's like a snail trail in the crotch Jeez. of the pants. Like, yeah. <laughs> Art. <laughs> I, I, learned that, I learned that from um, working at Buffalo Exchange, actually. Like, you had to, we, that was part of the protocol when you're looking at a pair of pants to buy. You have to look, open it and look Smell inside. <laughs> One lady, it was so embarrassing because she just, like, it was like, ugh, it was or, like cream cheese spread in there. It was so bad. It was, it was so much and it was so chunky and she Cricket. was just like a mean person. You can't ruin cream cheese for me. Oh no, Please sorry. Yeah, cheese. we actually like cream cheese. <laughs> or yeah. you do, or you do buy them, and then you find that weirdo online. You sell them to him for five times the price. She was freaking out, like, "Why are you not buying it? Why are you not buying it?" And I didn't want to point it out, and then eventually she didn't stop. She was ruthless, so I had to point it out. Like, yeah, this is why. I so think you dropped about, your cream cheese. <laughs> what, what about your cream cheese? What about apps like? Uh, you mentioned um, T-Pop. Yeah, T-Pop. What about oh, Mercari? Well, yeah. Oh, I don't know about that. You never heard of Mercari? No. I got to put you on. Okay, put me it's on. It's a new app. Just came out and it's like killing it right now. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I think when you first signed is up, they gave you- Is it a reselling app or what um, is it? Yeah. So it's basically like eBay, but you don't meet up personally. You meet, you ship. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's all over the place. Yay. I'd be you, into that. It's crazy because I just, I was I was driving on the freeway and I, I saw a big old billboard that just said- download mercari like that's it or, oh. or something like that okay and uh and i downloaded it and then i hear everybody on social media talking about it. i was like oh it's this new thing cool ah. i haven't a billboard cool. works yeah. yeah it looks like it's working yeah um yeah just make sure there's no holes or stains or things cream that cheese like, cream cheese oh, God, um so yeah <laughs> what else was that Gross. what was the question uh, oh also, I what, what, what be, it's from yeah. the tags the tags tell it all Okay. What does that um, mean? Like, there's. I always look for thing, things. Nothing's made in the USA anymore unless it's like something from a specific designer or um, like American Apparel or something like that. But um, everything's made overseas. So if it says made in the USA, it's probably from the 80s or 90s or anything like. Some stuff was still made in the USA in the 90s, but predominantly like 80s and oh, older wow. was made. It a lot was made in the USA. Like it was big. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, you can tell like the brands change their tags throughout the different um, years. And that's also how you could tell, um, yeah, when it's from. Good but mostly know. like if it's made in the USA, mostly it, that's probably vintage. Okay. And uh, to end it off, I actually had one last question. Being a part of so many industries, how do you keep up to date on the newest trends or, and styles? Or do you not focus on what's new? I don't focus on what's new. Yeah. Uh, you see why I added that in there? Bam. I like that. Thank you. Yeah, because I get, again, I don't want to be comparing. I don't, I tend to be, I've always been the person that likes something. And then when I see everybody else has it, then yeah. I don't like it anymore. I'm yeah. Like, so um, I 
don't like to really look, but at the same time, it kind of, it matters. It matters with music for me, especially. Um, and I'm on, I'm part of three different MP3 pool sites. So, um, I'm subscribed to direct music service and DJ city and beat junkies and private stock radio. Um, that's when I find all the music that's, you know, you can hear a sound changing and, and then all of a sudden everyone's making a remix of that or um, mm -hmm. tracks everyone's songs sound like that. You just, you know that through um, the site. So, mm -hmm. but as far as clothing, um, yeah, it's funny because I find a lot of stuff at Savers or thrifting that then I go to um, somewhere like, I'll pop in over at Urban Outfitters once in a while because I feel like they are the ones that get the teens or people into like, oh, what what's the look right now? Mm -hmm. And I find I have a lot of that stuff um, already through thrifting. So but original. They're, yeah, original. Or they also have like, that's called Urban Outfitters uh, Renewal. Mm -hmm. And they have somebody that goes, or they have a team that goes out and buys vintage stuff and they'll like take a floral uh, Hawaiian shirt and just crop it for the girls. And then that's the style. So everything's cropped. Um, but yeah, then it, it they price it at like 50 bucks. God damn it, Urban damn. Outfitters. Stop yeah. Doing, don't do that. Wow. Well, I think it's funny. Like I get haggled for prices all the time at the market. And it's like, man, like what is that? Man, like, I don't know. I don't come up to you and be like, let me like, let, let me haggle down the price of something. And like, how much you charge for photo shoots? It's 150. I got 65. How many photos do you come with for 150? Uh, 10. Can I get six for seventy five dollars? You seen that movie? Uh, what's it called, bro? The one, the one with the oh intro. Oh my god, I just forgot. Uh, it's uh, I'm gonna get you, sucker. Oh yeah, it's from the eighties. Oh no, it was one uh -huh. of the you know you know the Wayne brothers, the yeah, older brother. Yeah, yeah. I forgot his name. Uh, he's the one of the Wayne brothers though. But uh, <laughs> there was a scene where Chris Rock was like, he was at a he was at a a fast food joint. He goes, "How much for a stack of ribs?" And the guy goes, "That'll be how much one dollar." Yeah, one. He's like one dollar. He's like, oh, okay. Uh, so that's about twenty-five cents a rib. Uh, yeah. He goes, all right. I'll take one. He's like, one order of ribs. And like, no, 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 one rib. Oh, that's funny. That's <laughs> hilarious. And then yeah. he goes, like, how much for how much for a soda? He's like, one dollar. He goes. Oh, come on, man. Help a brother out. And then he goes, uh, pour it in my cup for a dime. <laughs> pour, pour it in my hands for a dime. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, it's a culture. <laughs> Another thing um, is uh, just, I don't know, really quick, like a pet peeve. And just so everybody knows, like, yeah. don't talk to me while I'm DJing. Like, come on. That's not the place for, like, you have no idea how many people just want to, like, hang out and tell me these stories. And then want to, like, you know, no, I don't know what I'm playing. I, I freestyle and I just, like, there's a lot of things that go into that, right? Yeah. And and now everything's mixed so much faster and, like, people's attention spans short. So, you know, like, I'm really, I'm working here, okay? Like, yeah. people love to just chat and, like, have this conversation and then be watching, what, like, yo, and then... And then want to tell me what to play, like, oh yeah, yeah, you should play this, you oh, should play God. that, like. But but it's not other here. But it's not other DJs that but do that. But some other to you, DJs right? do that. I'm oh, like, really? really, you're not a DJ. Like, do you like yeah. what? How are you doing this right yeah. now? Um, but yeah, um, just don't talk to me, and I, I don't mind. Like, oh yeah, give a little quick hello, but yeah. I, I'm working, you know. So yeah. no. That's, yeah, that's why you guys heard it here first. Don't bugger, man. Don't yeah, bother chill. me. I'm working. Chill. Don't bug any DJ. Just out there. Just saying it out you there. Like, Unless you have a thousand bucks and you're trying to request a song, throw that thousand down, and I'm pretty sure they'll play your song. Yeah, then I'll play it. Only. But people want to give you nothing or a dollar, and it's like, I, you know, I like requests if I'm at like things like, oh, if you're 
you're at a wedding party or like sure you're for hire or something like that but yeah like don't come at don't come at me at when i'm playing at playhouse for sure like no like no requests and i say it nicely but people just get so butthurt but what is that yeah no, they need to, i don't come to your job and tell you what to do and how to do it yeah you know Ooh. like boom that's yeah, it. That's all, that was it. That was it right there. There you go. Thank you so Love much you for being on. Yeah, yeah thank, thank you guys Cricket. so much for having we me. We really this appreciate it. We 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 wanted to have you on. We're like this for is so long, and we learned so much. I mean, we we had some ups and downs, man. We talked about conspiracies, your your past, your present, your future, where you're going. Yeah, it's a good story. It was a good yeah, story. Thanks, guys. Thank um, you. Yeah, yeah, I feel like this was cozy. I feel like I'm in your home. There you go. Wait. You are in my home. <laughs> oh, yeah, you are in, in our home. We so. are in your home. <laughs> <laughs> We're actually going to go ahead and put all your information in the description down below for iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and all that stuff. Uh, but do you want to tell people where they can find you? Yeah. Online? You can find me um, mainly my Instagram. I'm not really on Facebook. I mean, I have a Facebook, but I don't use it. So mm -hmm. if you're trying to check out what I'm doing um, at DJ Cricket, D-J-C-R-Y-K-I-T, or at Cricket's Playhouse. And um, yeah. Cool. That's where I'm Yay. at. I just want to shout out real quick. It's um, Playhouse Party two year anniversary, November eighth. Um, so that's just a few weeks away. I'm uh -huh. really excited. So come through. I'll be there. Um, it'll be free. I got uh, Falcons as a special guest DJ. Ooh. He's a dope producer. A really dope DJ. I've heard him play a bunch Falcons of sets, is and a he's beast. Yeah, yeah. I love him. So I'm, I'm what excited. Is it? Wait, wait. Are they? Is he part of Athletics? He yeah. Fuck that. They're fucking um, dope. Yeah. Sorry. So yeah, he'll be that. out here. So oh, yeah. there you go. November eighth. Save November the date. November eighth. Save the date. Put it in your calendar. The big heart. Come you give me a hug. <laughs> Commonwealth. Commonwealth. Cricket's Playhouse. I Las may look Vegas. like I'm losing my mind, but I'm really excited that you're there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm like running around like. Oh. Yeah, I, th I think right. I think this is officially our longest podcast yeah. episode. Cool. We did it. Let's High five. It. Whoa! It's twelve sixteen, right. you guys. Wait, wait. So does that mean I have to end it? Huh? Are we ending the live stream now? I don't think we I ever did live. No, stream, were though. we? On? I thought we couldn't get it going. It, well, it was going on and off. Oh, All right, but it was going. All right. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll catch you guys on the next morning dinner. Later. Yo. Every time I come in the kitchen, you in the kitchen, in the goddamn refrigerator. I sure am hungry.